Hi, uh, my name is Raf. I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to the Lost Archives. That's right, we're back. It's Curse of Strahd, and we are all very, very excited to be jumping straight back in. Before we go any further, podcast listeners, one of our cast members is running a little bit late. Has also known as Harrison, who is playing the character of Theodore, is on his way. He's running a little bit late. Um, I got a message from him this afternoon saying, and I quote, um, let me just pull it open. Uh, hey, orcs are absolutely mental today. Or, sorry, orcs is absolutely mental today. So I, I'm assuming he's run afoul of some orcs and we've got to give him a chance to go. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, he meant work. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive him. The orcs are probably holding him up as well. But yeah, he will be joining us as soon as he gets back. Um, that is, I'm not kidding. I legit got a message from him saying orcs is mental today. And then an hour later, <laughs> I meant work, not orcs. Orcs is fine, which I quite enjoyed. Are you sure he doesn't work in a co-share office? Because there could be orcs there as <laughs> it well. It could be orcs there. And look, and yeah. probably, probably it's an equal opportunities employer. I mean, why would we discriminate against orcs? Um, well, they're scum. And they should be okay. It's uh, a yeah, very controversial opinion for orcs as a goblin. That's um, a very controversial opinion to hold as a. <laughs> <laughs> cut the stream! Cut the stream! Cut the stream! <laughs> and we've cancel. been cancelled, everybody. That was quick. <laughs> um, so thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Has, for the uh, amusing message to get me through my difficult day of work. Um, he will be joining us as soon as he's here. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of the cast are here, and we're all very excited to jump back into Tyranny of Dra Sorry, not Tyranny of Dragons. I almost uh, misspoke there. Happy to jump back into Curse of Strahd. Um, now, I did have a story from the community. This one comes from Tim, who messaged us uh, a little bit of time ago, and I haven't had a chance to read his story out because I put it in the Tyranny of Dragons thing, and then I moved it across to Curse of Strahd, and then I lost it. But I've got his story here, and it is actually quite a funny story, so I wanted to share it. So Tim said, One time, the party came across a giant-like sandworm creature, bit of a boss battle, um, this huge thing full of spikes and teeth. In my mind, I'm picturing kind of like the sandworms from Dune. Um, he said one of the party members had a love potion which they'd picked up at some point and during the fight they threw this love potion in its mouth and rolled a natural 20 on a charisma check for the rest of the campaign they had a giant worm to ride just wherever they wanted to go they also eventually had the ability to wormhole teleport with the worm uh, and it ends with it was a whole thing <laughs> which is hilarious I get the sense actually from reading this that Tim might have been the DM because um, the ways is like one time the party came across I, I, I get the sense and there's a bit of like a I don't know there's like a resigned kind of like it was a whole thing at the end that I really appreciate um, that's hilarious uh, I personally find the idea of a love, po a love potion working on worms kind of funny because worms are genderless they are um, 
No, sorry. Are, are they hermaphrodites or genderless? One of them. Um, yeah, love is love. Sure. Love is love. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they have the required brain chemicals for like attraction to occur. Well, that's like, why you have the potion. It introduces those chemicals. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't you think they have. I don't think they have the receptors on their neurons to process the neurotransmitter slash hormone slash chemicals that the love potion. But maybe this worm did, and in that case, then that's an amazing way to to get yourself like an epic mount for the entirety of your D&D game. <laughs> I'm reading through, I'm wondering if it was a purple worm, because that's one of the very famous D&D monsters and what their description resembles it quite closely. If that's the case and they were riding around on a purple worm, um, good luck making encounters for that, because purple worms are incredibly bad news. Uh, they are brutal, brutal monsters. But no, thank you so much, Tim. That is a great story. For, thank you so much for sharing. Um, if you've got any fun stories from playing D&D, Pathfinder, Edge of the Empire, Call of Cthulhu, Avatar Legends, and every other amazing RPG out there, please comment on the YouTube video, let me know, and I will read it out at the beginning of one of our sessions because we love to share these stories and they're always loads of fun. Where can people find those YouTube videos? Well, if they head to the Lost Archives on YouTube, um, youtube.com slash the Lost Archives, with little dashes in between the Lost and Archives, you'll find us straight away. Otherwise, you can just go to our Twitch page, which is just twitch.tv slash the Lost Archives. Nice and easy, easy to find. If you're looking for the podcast, you can just Google it. Um, otherwise, chuck it, chuck it in the search term for iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play Podcasts, whatever one you feel like, it'll be the first result that pops up. Um, I did actually go and check these. It is the first result, thank God. <laughs> so you will find us. If you're just looking for the Celtic, Celtic logo and some text that says the Lost Archives on it, you'll find us first time every time. Uh, if you wanted to know what that logo looks like, one of our lovely cast members is wearing it on himself right now. It is reversed because of the way his camera is set up, but I can quickly fix that right now. Um, let me just quickly flip horizontal. There he is. Um, you can also be as attractive as Tom is if you go to the... Uh, I mean, you can't be as attractive as Tom, but you can approach, you can approach Tom levels of attractiveness by wearing similar things to him by heading to the, uh, the Lost Archives merch store. Don't lie to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, just, just sharing. Um, oh, looks like, looks like Twitch chat have given us a story. Brilliant. I'm going to copy this. I'm going to use this for our next session. Amazing. Done. That is a great story. Thank you, Jedi Muffin. We've got our next one for next week. Let me chuck it in. And Jedi Muffin, that means you have to come back next week to listen. Yeah. To That's so we'll true. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi Muffin's been here a number of times in the past. I know, I know Jedi Muffin. Um, Jedi, Jedi Muffin's also in the Discord as well. Um, alrighty, so. Let me do a little recap. I don't think I've got any news for the week. Um, oh, Saturday. Thank you, everybody, who joined us for Raft. We finished the game. We finished Raft. That's it. Story mode's done. Um, we finally finally finished Raft. It's all done. That's it. Uh, it was a really, really satisfying ending. Oh, look. Hey, I think I think someone might have finished. I think someone's finished with the orcs. It is. It has. Have you, has how'd you go? I can't hear him. He's muted. <laughs> <laughs> I think the orcs might have chewed through his microphone cable. That's not it's I, when the orcs do that. It's really frustrating. I, I really have a lot of sympathy for you. Orcsford situation. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> I'll show myself out. Sorry, guys. Uh, can just, you take, just write me out of the campaign. Can you take one d four psychic damage for me, please? I've Don't already done it. it. I've already rolled it. <laughs> I've rolled it. That's a three psychic damage. I rolled it. That's. I also rolled one. So now you now you go take both. Yeah, you got to take, uh, you know, <laughs> take both. <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> Yes. Yep. Do we want uh, to? Sure. Uh, probably not. <laughs> how'd you How'd you go with the orcs? Did you pacify them? Did you defeat them? Um, they were lovingly caressed. Oh. Oh no. Okay. Uh, that's um. I mean, look, that's a make 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 love not war. So I yeah, approve. each to their own. It's fantastic. They They were very gentle. 
That's fantastic. Great. Okay, brilliant. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really what pleased to... What about team? Nothing. I was just doing the recap and saying how you'd, ah. um, you were taking on some orcs and then uh, <laughs> you jumped in. <laughs> and they spawned. You Very spawned good. in. <laughs> ears must have been burning. Um, well, no, look, let me, let me do the recap and then we will jump straight back into the campaign. So... <clears throat> The newest team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in a strange land, following a request to investigate some mysterious disappearances. Exploring a manor in the ruined town of Dowbridge, the group have faced ghosts, ghouls, and banshees, and in the process of disrupting a cursed magic ritual, have now been pulled through a tear in space to the demiplane of Barovia. Travelling to the nearby town, the group were met by a Barovian man who introduced himself as Ismark, son of the recently deceased village burgomaster. Ismark also introduced the group to his sister Arena and revealed that they planned to head to the nearby town of Valaki, fearing they might befall the same fate as their father. Be befall? Befell. Heading into town, the group split in two, while Irina, Ismark, and Luther took the priest from the nearby chapel to the town guard for killing townsfolk to keep his vampire spawn son alive. Theo went to get supplies, and Tithla, Jonor, and Grinna checked out a food cart. Theodore attempted to intimidate the store clerk, Bildrath, into giving him discount supplies. Bildrath instead summoned his beast of a nephew, Parrywimple, Things escalated quickly and resulted in Bildrath ordering Parrywimple to beat the absolute shit out of Theodore. Limping back to the party, Theodore learned that Tithla and Jonor had purchased some delicious-looking pies from a lovely woman called Morgan, who was selling them from a cart in the town square. Reuniting with the rest of the group, the party began the journey northwest to the town of Valaki. With night fast approaching, the group sought refuge in the nearby woods and made a makeshift campsite. After consuming the delicious pastries Tithla had brought for the group, Theodore, Grinna, Irina, and Ismark fell into a deep slumber. While taking her watch, Tithla noticed a figure moving through the woods, who was quickly revealed to be a middle-aged man introducing himself as Damien. Purportedly a hunter, Tithla was quick to name him friend and requested he join the party by the fire and teach her how to make arrows, which he did. After Tithla had gone to bed, Jonor and Luther also had chats with Damien while on their respective watches, but as dawn broke, Damien quickly took his leave of the party leaving Tithla to awaken without her new best friend at her side. And we jump straight back in, uh, in the morning as you guys all awaken, and now that it is dawn of a new day, a few things happen. Um, obviously, all of you got a level up at the end of the last session. You are now level four. Has has forgotten that. His face looks surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You can, you can go quickly, uh, quickly level yourself up right now. What we're going to do is go through... Um, each of you and quickly touch on some of the new things that your level up has got you but before we do any of that our divination wizard Jonor would you like to roll your portent rolls as during the night you have dreams that reveal the future to you absolutely that's a three and a four Ooh. no good no but that could be good though because you can give them to yeah, enemies yeah. so they could be very handy um, I can take a note of them if you'd like on uh, on my thing as well I'll take a little little screenshot so that I've got a copy of that. I usually just type it in there and scroll up before I see important roles again. That's a that's a that's a really good call. Absolutely. Um alrighty. So let's start with the most prepared person. Has what does level four I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um let's start let's start with someone who I know for a fact has leveled up. Let's start with Raf because he uh, he sprung on me that he had chosen a feat without consulting me. Luckily, it's not one of the broken feats from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. It's one of the almost broken feats from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. <laughs> um, would you like to reveal what your level four uh, has given you, uh, both Barbarian and with your feat? Yes. Uh, so nothing much as far as Barbarian goes. He's just a happy little uh, smashy guy. Um, but I did take a feat in uh, something that has disappeared off my page. 
I believe it's called uh, Crusher. Crusher, there it yes. is, yes. Um, so the Crusher feat, once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it five feet in an unoccupied space. To an unoccupied space. I was going to say, if Provide... you're moving it into a, into a, <laughs> into a five-foot mm. space, it's, it's kind of a special thing. Into it. Yeah. Um, provided the target is no more than one size larger than myself. Uh, and also, super fun extra bit, when I score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the start of my next turn. The best bit is that's not just you, that's everyone has advantage against that creature. If, uh, if I'm reading that rules as written. Um, I take exception. it back. This is one of those broken feats from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Um, <laughs> hey, you let it happen. Bad. It's not that bad. It's not too bad. It's not too late. No, it's not too bad. It's absolutely fine. Um, so it's nothing, only, nothing only 5% much. percent chance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. um, except he get, then when he gets advantage and it continually perpetuates because if he has advantage until his next turn, he could perpetuate these criticals and keep it going forever. Assume I do really, really well. Yes, it's true. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna roll really it's well. True. See how it goes. Um, but nothing, nothing from Barbarian. I thought level four got you something fun. I clearly was wrong. I panicked a little bit, so I'll have a look. You panicked a little no, bit. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you. You're about <laughs> no, maybe I'm, I could be wrong. wrong for yeah. I don't think martial classes really get much else than until level yeah, five so. and seven. <laughs> I think is when start fun fun things start it's happening for the martial classes. Get very little effort. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Actually, on a, on a side note, I um one of uh, one of Alice's brothers uh, for his birthday, he really wanted an entire family D and D um, one shot. So I'm hosting a, a one shot for um, Alice's entire extended family, which is about <laughs> cool. twelve people. Nice. Um, Damn, that's big. Only only combat turn. Only three of them have played D and D ever before. So oh, no, I made I made a whole bunch. Luck. I made a whole bunch of simplified character sheets, which I will chuck up on the wiki if anyone wants to use them. You're welcome to. It's like a cut down version of D and D rules to make life easy. But um, I I was blown away by how little, like, fighter and monk get after those initial like amazing level three <laughs> stuff. Like it's really yep. slow after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's monks like flurry of blows, dodge like cunning action, like all this stuff. Not cunning action. I can't remember what it's then, called. Then Step then of the wind and. And then that's it. It's like, and you can punch again. Oh, great. Thanks. Oh, I've got two fists that can work now. Yes. A couple more levels. Another punch. Yeah. Now I can use my foot. Oh, I have two feet. Oh, it's taken me 10 levels to realize it. Oh, silly me. Yes. It's pretty funny. I guess one extra attack at fifth level. And that's the yeah. only extra benefit that I get for the next little while. Yeah. I was going to say fifth, fifth level is the exciting one for barbarian, but like I use exciting as a, like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a sparing word. <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's jump to our resident Dampier Luthor. What did your level four give you? So, Gunsmith. it's really boring. It's, it's really boring. It's just, decks. just ASI, yeah. But like, it's it's you know plus two decks, so I'm plus four now. So that's that's really it is really great. It just isn't exciting. Nope, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. It. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, Jonor, level four wizard divination wizard mm. do you get anything fun i think it's more in the it plays into his character um he isn't good on physical confrontation and he's gone uh telekinesis just to get himself out of trouble just to use made hand to push people away uh whenever he's in strike so a bit of a five foot push just to give himself a bit more space um, that's and then not bad that's, is that a bonus and action as well, or is that part of an action? It's a bonus action, and I'm trying to figure out if I can do a cantrip, like a, an action spell, 
and then a bonus action cantrip. Yes, you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you can. The only oh, limit good, is you can't do. I just... <laughs> you can't do two spells with, <laughs> was, a, yeah. with a level. That's but well, cantrip and is, is a feature. It's not a spell. Yeah, it's a feat. But but his mage hand is the bonus action to push. But if you've already summoned your mage hand, um, that's well, basically the... basically give you a bonus I don't action. I think you need to use. I don't think you'd actually need to use mage hand for that. I it my mage. I just get mage hand, and it's a strong mage hand. Is yeah. my understanding of it. I love the idea that yeah. like rather than working out your physical body, you like work out your brain and now your mage <laughs> hand is like jacked as shit. It's like veiny. <laughs> it's like when it clenches, you can hear the knuckles just your... <laughs> yeah. squeezy thing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like I do I do enjoy that mental image of like this really weedy wizard, this like stick of a man, like it's like you you don't want to mess with me. This guy's like, well, I'm gonna like, fucking mess with you. <laughs> summon the mage hand. <laughs> <laughs> just crunches and the fist cracks slowly. What does what does your mage hand look like? Because it, as it's written, I think like the, the example they give is like a white glove that hovers in place. But I've I've seen some pretty hilarious ones. I've seen a um like a crawling hand version of the mage hand. I've seen someone do thing from um um uh, the Adams family, which I thought was pretty funny as well. I'm gonna say it's halfway between um what was the Nintendo 64 Super Smash Bros. You got the giant white the master hand. Hands. It's be the master hand, but it's flavored with like <laughs> celestial uh, feathers. Oh, that's so fantastic. You have little angel wings. Feather. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> the five wings and like the, the body of the wing. And that's oh, so you're kind of going for like a biblically accurate angel then, like the description of angels from like, which is like this horrific monstrosity, with, like 18 wings coming off in different directions and an eyeball in the middle. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Very good. That's brilliant. Um, Tifa, our ranger. What what has level four? What what delights and surprises has level four brought you? Uh, Tifa being one of many surprises and ancient tricks, as is the goblin ways, um, has taken one point extra for dexterity and one point for intelligence, and just decided to leave it at that. Didn't want to show off too much um, and just thought, you know what? Let's let everyone else come up to our level. And yeah, how, we're, we're, how generous of you. Yeah, trying to just sort of take one for the team. Let everyone else have a win today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously go fuck yourself. Um, obviously. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's That makes a lot of oh, sense. Don't you worry. Oh, um, and uh, moving on, and has Theodore? What has what has level four brought Theodore? I've um, <clears throat> uh, spent a bit more time observing Grinna, uh, one more level in Barbarian, which has gotten me the ability to attack recklessly, and that's hey. about the, it. The build nice. is coming together. The bear, the rage yeah. bear is is one step closer to yeah. being fully realized. Are you are you going the bear totem Barbarian Druid? Where yeah. you basically yeah, I thought so. <laughs> okay, the, the resistance to everything build. Yeah. But, I think mean, psychic. Yeah, it's just psychic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gonna I be great love fun. The, you want to be a, an uncontrollable beast, like this big, massive creature. You starting Physically. as a goat, though. <laughs> like you're already a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you're just taking one small step. No, no, to but the he, no, but he's not. He's not a beast. Like, have people. you seen his physical stats? They're almost as bad as Joe. I think Jonah has better physical stats. <laughs> more constitution. Uh, uh, yeah. Outrun him easy. <laughs> he's you, like you barely you could outwalk him. Neither I of you are running. Minimum strength. Yeah, wait till I turn into a bear, then I'll get you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the whole build is just to like make up for being teased as like this little spindly goat for his entire life. 
The other satyrs laughed at me. I could barely drink half a sestris of wine. And now I'm a bear. It's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, well, look, as, as, as you guys awaken, um, having time during the night to kind of reflect and, and think through what you've been through. And also, since arriving in this realm, you've taken on some pretty dangerous foes. Um, and you've, you've been through some pretty intense intense situations. So as you, as you sort of awaken the next morning, um, your physical skills, your mental skills have increased. And for Grinner, I'd say probably the way that you, you pick up the crusher feet is just kind of maybe something inside of you that maybe you were holding back a little bit with some of your attacks. That's kind of gone now. You know that a lot of the enemies that you're going to be facing here, you can't afford to hold back, especially against the undead. And maybe that's the crusher feet is you just absolutely no longer holding back your punches, no longer pulling your punches, knowing that you are going to be fighting things which aren't really alive. Mm. That kind of that makes sense. Checks that checks out. Um, alrighty. Yeah, as, as you awaken the next morning, um, Ismark and Arena sort of like coming to, like yawning, stretching, and then looking around and going, oh, is it dawn? Dawn already? Slept through the whole night. Wow. That's, um, oh, I haven't slept so deeply in uh, quite a long time. How was how, how was everything? How was how was the uh, those of you who took watch all okay? I um, I actually quite enjoyed my uh, conversation with Damien over the night. It gave me a bit of assurance that there was some good people left in Barovia. He seemed like a you know deep deep down he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> who is this? Uh it's Damo. Damo. Oh oh no, it was a Damo. Oh I. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was just because we're best friends that I, I call him Damo. So oh, just okay, I wasn't there. Yeah, 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 okay, sure. Yeah, fair enough. For, um, Where for is everyone he? sort of else. By the way. Yeah, he was just hanging out when I went to sleep. Um, who took over the next one? Oh, he's probably just gone hunting, finishing who? off those hours. You, know, um, you mean there was somebody else here and you left us sleeping? What? Yeah, we it was, tried it was to wake you up. and you wouldn't wake up? Who knows? How did try to wake you? But we thought he was friendly, and he was. I go up to Grinner and hold his neck. Uh, Grinner, how does this feel? And I like move it <laughs> slightly left and right, and up and forwards and back. Is that okay? Does that hurt at all? There's like a massive crunch when you feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a bit stiff. Yeah. As you let go, Jonor, it just cracks again. It's like, sound as you take it back. <laughs> And it just dies. Pat him on the head. <laughs> Do you pat him with your like jacked as shit mage hand, or just like a gentle <laughs> hand? <laughs> just an ordinary one. <laughs> <laughs> just and your mage hand just backhands Grinner across the clearing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just you just give him a little gentle pat on the on the head with your with your normal hand, having not summoned your your jacked as shit mage hand yet. Mm. Yeah, but um, it makes me um, feel okay that there's some a couple of good people out there still. Um, for everyone else, just letting you know, uh, there was a stranger here in the camp at night. We, um... And yeah, it's it was... not a stranger. Well... Just a, just a technicality. It, it didn't really help. It's strange to me. Titley, he rocks up in the middle of the night, unannounced, and apparently befriends all three of you. It seems a bit strange. Well, yeah, but just like a stranger is someone that you don't know their name and whatnot. That was Damo. Well... Where's he gone then? He's already left. What? Yeah, yeah, he's just gone for the hunting. He was just going to go and collect some owl feathers and then he'll be right back. Wait, Tithler, you know that I already told you he 
told me to tell you that he has to go and we will see you again. Yeah, when he comes back from the hunting of the owls. I uh, honestly think... In like think, 15 um, minutes. I think it might be a bit longer then. 20 yeah, minutes? I think he's he's gone to the road. store to get some cigarettes. He'll be back, don't worry. <laughs> I, I, um. I, like, I, like think, though, I like to think that Tiffler keeps asking me like... 30 minutes, 100%. 45 minutes, and we'll just, I'll probably keep going. I'm not going to role play that though, but Irina, I was going to. <laughs> Irina gives you a bit of a look, Luthor, that like catches your eye, sort of gives you a bit of like a, a sort of a half nod with one eyebrow raised. Sort of, you kind of get the impression she's asking like, this this person's gone, right? They're not, like, do we do we break the news? Like kind of like looking a bit like, asking for your permission um, to kind of let Tithla down. As I'm, still, as I'm still as I'm still talking yeah. to Tithla, um, I'll just sort of notice her nod or notice her look and I'll just sort of understand um, and I'll nod back at her like basically like, you know, he's not here. Um, an hour and five tith, minutes? Tithla. <laughs> an hour and ten minutes? Tithla. Um, have, have you, have you, yeah. you're, you're, you seem to be quite knowledgeable with, with the creatures of the woods. Uh, Alice, yep. yes. Well, what time of the day do you normally see them? Is it is it during the light or, or during the dark times? When, well, the, the night, night the beginning and the end of the night and the day is when they're moving the last little bits to get ready for the sleep, so they're just waking up. So now's actually the perfect time to be finishing off that hunt. So it makes complete sense that he's still out there. Well, if he, he, he seemed to be quite a good hunter from what you've said. He could probably follow tracks that we make, correct? Yeah, but why would we do that? Well, we, if we I'm a good hunter, and again, I, we could get killed by uh, Mr. Strahd. Well, no, he's he's all the way over there, isn't he? You, you point like <laughs> maybe like five kilometers away, <laughs> the giant castle rising above the wooded area yeah. in front of you. It's kind of an imposing thing right now, and he, I, the guy could catch a meteor with spells, so I can assume he can fly. He's a vampire, perhaps as a bat. Yeah, but that's why we slept here, so he couldn't see us and didn't know we were here. Yeah, so how about we do not sleep out here again and we get going to Valaki? I, I yeah, agree, but I, I just right. I feel bad if we if we just leave now and not how wait about we like leave him an then? hour and fifteen minutes. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty certain he meant like he he had his pack and he was like goodbye. I'm going pretty much. Oh. He said he will meet you again though, just probably not today. Yeah, oh. Tifla, don't you have enough friends right here? Love, to be honest, can we just? <clears throat> you need another one. I, I, I just have so much love to share, and he, he promised he was gonna come back. Well, a lot of people say a lot of stuff. Love, let's go. Would you lie to me like that, Grinner? Absolutely. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> has a tear. <laughs> arena, arena comes over oh. and pats you on the back. Um, the, these Tithla lands... walks away. Tithla oh, is gonna yep. just walk off into the woods for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Arena <laughs> sort of like watches her go and goes. I think I think she needs a minute. Um, maybe if we get our things together, perhaps we could humor Tithla, write a small note to leave on the on the branch. Don't give too many details of where we're going, but at least give her some oh. idea. The Mademoiselle Arena, um, do you know this Damien that wanders the woods shooting owls? It honestly I've... seems a bit fantastical. I've not, I've not heard that name before. It is not a, uh, not a name that I am familiar with. Um, uh, but then again, there are a lot of people here, strangers who come through, people who are born here who I never meet. I've mostly spent my time in Barovia, the, the village of Barovia. 
I would not know all the people here. It is not out of the question that there are... Um, I, I know there are many hunters who travel these woods and, and hunt game and livestock for their for their well-being and for their livelihoods. I, I, I do not know many of their names. It's not out of the question that there are people who would be traveling through. Alone, though, it seemed to indicate Tietler uh, and, and Luther they were, and Jono, they were saying this was a sole a person traveling. That is a bit more unusual. Most people tend to travel as a group. Ismark sort of nods and jumps in. Yeah, it's, it's pretty unusual for people to travel the wilderness by themselves. Only those who are either incredibly foolish or incredibly competent or incredibly uh, confident in their abilities, regardless of what their abilities might be, would, would do that. So Can I roll a uh, survival or nature to know general owl patterns? Yeah, you could. that would be... Yeah, I'd say survival or nature. I'll let you roll over. <laughs> I'm just I'm just catching up on chat. Chat over um chat are really sad for Tifla. Just uh, I'm just noticing uh, <laughs> Tifla has abandonment issues. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah, oh. they're bang on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a twenty for Theodore for survival. Um, Theodore, you know that owls generally aren't out as the sun's rising. Owls are very much nocturnal hunters. As soon as dawn is even slightly approaching, as soon as the light begins to return owls generally have gone back to their nests um if they've got um young ones or, or, or um owlets i think baby owls are called they're probably back even sooner to feed them and to regurgitate um the uh the animals that they've caught for them <laughs> yep that's right um and then uh, it, for, for solo owls that are living out in the wild yeah as by the time light comes most of their prey have moved back into into hiding and so owls generally even at dawn at the at the crack of dawn, it's still unlikely that you're going to see many owls. You so get the sense. It stands that- to reason if someone was out hunting owls, they'd want to be out at night and not yes. sitting around some rando's campfire. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Or if, or if, I mean, the other thing as well, right? I would say that, I mean, you've spent periods of time alone in the wilderness. Those periods of time of isolation sometimes can start to weigh on you. And you, I mean, probably Theodore at times would find himself craving company, no matter how annoying Tithla might be in the moments when you would like catch up with her. <laughs> probably you did look forward to being with her because it's a person that you can talk to and interact with. And it kind of stops okay. you talking to yourself and going a bit crazy. So on the other hand, I'd say as, as only because of your background and only because of your personal history, would this occur to you of like, yeah, but then again, it's not out of the question that someone who travels alone and spends their entire life in the wilderness hunting animals might get lonely sometimes and just want company for a bit. Company that's not Fair trying enough. to kill them. Fair enough. Oh. I, I draw no no strong conclusions about this gentleman, Damien. Um, so I don't say anything to, to anyone else. But um, yeah, I go along with Irina's plan to, to write a quick note and then get us hustling because I would really like to be in Valaki as soon as I can. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, alrighty. As, as you guys are sort of packing up your camp, getting everything together, um, Irina and Ismark are quite quick to get their, their packs um, back together, roll up their, their bedrolls, strap them to the back of their packs and pull themselves up. Um, they they have a, a, some trail rations, which they eat for breakfast, some some dried fruits and, um, and some bread and cheese, which they, they eat. The rest of you can have a ration if you want. Um, I'd probably say that you a day of travel you probably would need some sort of food um but as you as you as you get together and then begin to head out 
Um, Titler, how long do you spend just out by yourself before you come back and rejoin uh, the rest Maybe of the group? 20 minutes, half an hour. She then starts collecting some food. <laughs> she can do. Your snares. Did we, um... Yeah, your snares. Yeah, I was about to say. Have, they've caught some things, definitely. Yeah, your snares have captured a few a few rabbits and a stoat. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm helping out with that. Stoat. A stoat. A whole stoat. A whole stoat. Tiffler, um, your traps have been very bountiful today. Ah, oh, oh, wonderful. Um, okay, well, maybe we should check them. But they have not caught you another friend? Well, okay, James now's not ready. funny, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that hurts. All right, Aww. I'm just a girl looking for a friend. Standing in front of a snare. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to find some friends, okay? Now. With my quiver empty, yeah. looking for some arrows. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, why don't we... Do you want to go that way and I'll go this way and empty the snares? That sounds great. Okay. Anyway, here's some here's some berries and and some roots for everyone to have a nibble on. Bye. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Um, this will be very. Turn around and walk away. Nutritious. <laughs> um, Luther, Tithel has left you alone with this um with this stoat that's uh, trapped in the uh, snare. What... For those who might not know what a stoat is, it's like a ferret. A whole I'll, I'll try and stoat. I'll probably try and do what um Tithler does. Like, we'll probably bring them bring them all back at least. I'll probably just snap their neck like you do with like sort of like a smaller game and I'll probably bring it back to Tiffler probably skin it actually hold on it's a good point I could drink this stoat sorry I forgot about the straw I, for a few blessed moments I forgot mean? about the straw <laughs> don't want to get the clothes dirty Owen <laughs> you're so unconscious just... I don't know where this came from, but I just got this mental image of like the Teletubbies with the tubby custard. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't think it was just because like the straw, like it looked always quite sharp when they like jabbed it through the spiral cup into the tubby custard. I don't know. That memory has emerged from the depths of my childhood. <laughs> Probably some deep childhood trauma there. But um, yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, your straw's sitting in your pack, Luther. You've got this stoat that you're holding in your hands. It's. I'm, still- I probably um. I, I was thinking. I was thinking that what probably happen is it's an all natural um, juice box. <laughs> chat, come on, chat. Because I think. Because I think last. I think last. Oh, actually, I have something else I need to talk about. I keep forgetting. I will talk about that soon. But um, with this moment, I think. Um, I thought we did this earlier, like last session, like as everyone was getting up. Because I know I was planning to do it. Like one or two of them would be used for breakfast, and then the rest will keep um, for the next sort of meal. Yep. So I was sort of hoping that I would bring them back to Tiffler, me and Tiffler, and clean them, um, and then I would remove of all the other things, like the after we've drained them, like you know how you normally have to drain the blood, I would take the blood and instead of throwing it in the water or throwing it in the bush, I would put it into my into my skin. Yeah, because normally if you if you're hunting, you probably don't want to leave just blood around on the forest floor. Ideally, you want to go wash it off in a stream because otherwise, if you're staying around mm. the area, you're just going to attract predators. If you can dilute it in the water wash it out that's a pretty normal way to to deal with things well i would also argue that a lot of the time if you're out in the wilderness you the blood's highly nutritious even for normal people like it wouldn't be beyond belief that you would be hanging on to the blood to be making some sort of a stew or something regardless oh, like, the, like the blood sausages and the yeah. blood puddings no I no would... i think it would be unbelievable <laughs> uh... 
Okay. Well, it's not. Watch your blood, please. I will say this. I will. I think I would play into it. Hey, I'll clean it and get rid of it because I really need to like savor that blood. <laughs> I really need so, to savor that blood. So I don't. I, I don't think that's a statement that's going to arouse suspicion in a Curse of Stride campaign. I think that's a very, <laughs> very <laughs> safe thing to say. I just need to savor this blood, if that's okay, my good friend. Well, this is. I'm thinking of this in my head. Yeah. But um, so that's what I'll do. I'll take it back, clean it with Tifla. It's a nice bonding experience. While Tifla's preparing, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go. I'll just I'll throw I'll throw out all the, the you know the crud and the, whatever else and then I'll put it into my water skin. Do you look like you know what you're doing when it comes to skinning that? You'd probably be better than I would, and I'd probably be learning from you. Yeah, well, Tithra will let you do it, but then, like, try and guide your hand a little bit. No, Constant no. criticism. No, do this. Just... No. Sorry, just over here. Yeah, so I do have plus, I have plus three survival, but I think yours would be higher. So, yeah, you definitely would be the... Uh, yeah, be, mine's like, four. Learning. Yeah, she's yeah, trying to help. Mine's five. I'm the most survival, apparently. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Shut, Shut up, up you goat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Remember that your characters are really close friends and companions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's what happens with friends. They then mock each other. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's True. a good other other that's the thing for australians i don't know if, other, if every other culture has that because like there's a thing with australians where if you've got someone who's a really close friend they're a total bastard but if there's someone who you don't like they're a bit of a bastard i don't know why this is a thing in our vernacular but it is totally a thing australians do i caught myself doing it the other day and i sort of had to take a step back and i was like oh yeah i do this as well i think it's like a whole a whole thing australians do it's we've been indoctrinated into that way of thinking so yeah. it only makes sense yeah just light abuse yeah yeah. <laughs> you must, you must not like that person if it's only light abuse. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's, it's only it's it's it, the heavier the abuse, verbal abuse, the more you are showing affection and attention and care in the way that only Australians can. <laughs> it's not confusing should, at all. We, we just properly deal with our emotions. And then say how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're a twat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Oh, I love you too. <laughs> I hate you. You're worst. Oh. Um, so. As as Luther begins skinning the the two rabbit three let's say three rabbits and, and the stoat, um, I like this from chat. Luther, you're getting it all over your mouth. You're so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Miss Snuggles? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I wish I could give inspiration to chat. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's great. <laughs> Oh, that's good. As um, <laughs> Luther's skinning the stoat and the three rabbits, Tithla's kind of watching and occasionally giving direction, but Tithla, Luther's not that much worse than you. I mean, there's a few things that Luther does that kind of, you're like, oh, I mean, that's not very efficient as he like kind of uses his knife to help skin the entire animal where you know that all you have to do is make a bit of an incision. You can actually just pull the skin off. You don't have to sit there carving the skin back with your knife. But I mean, he's doing his best and he's, he's cutting the sinew and he's doing a pretty good job. Actually, no, sorry. Let's see how good a job he does. Could you please roll me a survival check, Luther? Sorry, I've jumped the, I've jumped the gun a bit there. You might not be doing a good job. You might be doing a I'm shit doing job. okay. 12. Above average. No, 12, 12 like above average. Well, because 10, 10 is average, so 12 is pretty good. Oh yeah, with help. Do you want to roll again? Because Tithler's giving you help. Okay. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's better. Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. I mean, Luther, you're not doing a too bad job. And the and the pointers that Tithler's giving you really help out as you as you go through and, and skin these animals. You haven't actually bled them yet, and you know that they're still pretty full of animals. As you as you sort of get to the stage where you're going to bleed them out, um Tithler, probably the way you've done this in the past is maybe collect the 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 blood in a container of some sorts, or maybe like a pan, you just go wash it off in the river if you're not keeping it. Um 
Luther. Um, no, but if we're just if we're leaving, then it's fine. You're happy we're just, just to spill it on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. blood. Oh, yeah. and yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know, yeah. I probably would be like, no, no, no. Like we could attract predators. Like I, I know I'm a city to, slicker, to but a I'm place not... we're leaving. <laughs> he doesn't think that way. <laughs> yeah, like my other best friend just said, we're we're not going to be here, so it's okay. No, it's I, I wouldn't worry about that. I just to think we don't want to create any tracks for them to follow. I, I'll. I'll you know, I'll dispose of this uh, promptly a bit, a bit okay, out, out of the okay. way. If you want, then you know me. I, I'm very, I'm that. very, I'm very safety conscious. I set up my my trip wires and bells and so You know what I'm like. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't going to say laughing. It. I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so we do that, Owen. Um, I, w- I there is one thing that I have been meaning to do for so long. Oh yeah. Um, identify this dark blue cloak and give Jonal the spell book from that's right, yeah. the yeah. dungeon that we are like. Oh my so god. Yep. After all that's done, I'm going to go up to Jonal as we're sort of packing up ready to go. Hey, um, <clears throat> Jonal, it's um, just uh, I got a few things I want you to sort of check out. Yeah, okay. What have you got for me? So I'm going to give him the yellow leather cover. Uh, uh, spell book with a yellow leather cover. Um, this could be quite interesting for you. I, I take. I don't think it really suits anyone else. Oh wow! Where did you get this from? Um, so this I was going to uh, describe the book, but I don't know what to describe. <laughs> that's Owen. Owen. Um, yeah. The book that you. As, as you guys were just. I didn't want to get in the way of your roleplay. Um, Jonal, the book that you hold in your hand is a. It's quite an ancient-looking book. The the outside cover probably once was this very beautiful orange, but it has faded and tarnished over time, giving it this very off yellow ochre kind of appearance to it. The, the outside leather cover has cracked and faded without any use, and as you open up and see inside, there's a number of pages which are completely ruined. But as you flick through, there are a few pages that describe in great detail a number of spells, some of which are familiar to you, some of which are not familiar. Um, yeah, as I, I, as a wizard, you don't need to do anything extra to identify the spells. Um, I'm going to paste the spells into chat for you that you can see. Oh. There are a couple of first level and a couple of second level Ooh. spells. This oh, spellbook contains disguise self, <laughs> identify, mage armor, magic missile, protection from evil and good for your first level, and some second level spells, dark vision, hold person, invisibility, and magic weapon. Did anyone um, see Tom's eyes? They're brimming with, like, just excitement so- and allure. Jonah, you know the um the gift, yeah, like the series of like images where like, the wrestling commentator is like looking at like ooh ooh yeah and that's what Jonah does would be like <laughs> falls backwards just like reading this book. <laughs> oh I... my lord, Luther, where did you come across this? Like this has got some gold in. <laughs> so what um, is this? Do you remember the manor we're in? Um, well, yeah, yeah, I haven't forgotten I found, that. I found this in um, the basement area. Wow, it was just, also, just lying around. It was in a um, it was in a cabinet. Uh, everyone else just sort of went out the room, but I quickly checked it before we left. That, that's the sort of attention to detail that I just absolutely adore. Not adore, admire. <laughs> admire. I I kind of I think that's kind of that's kind of cute. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just so giddy. He's just so giddy. Yeah. He just he just words are falling out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, also I, this. I think we can do some real good for us. I also, and then I present him the dark blue cloak. Um, this is um, something else that I found. Someone of your Ooh. sort of arcane, uh, in, you know, sort of uh, prowess, you might have a bit more, shall we say, 
chances at identifying this thing. Yeah, this is very interesting. I grab the cloak and fold it over and get a feel of the texture and look for any like insignias, incarnations, any of those sort of things all over it. Yeah, would you like to roll me an arcana check, please, Jonal? Yeah, I'd, I'd start with that then, start a ritual um, identifying. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're casting... So with your arcana check of, of 12, as you begin examining the cloak, definitely there's some magic aura to this. As you, as you run your hands over it and look, you can see that the cloak, unlike the spellbook, is completely untouched by time. The fibers themselves appear to be some very thick cotton but as you feel them they feel very smooth almost like silk and the cloak itself moves very very um it's very light despite its its appearance it looks like it should be very heavy but it's very very light and it moves um very delicately and and even the wind rustles it ever so slightly it seems to be much lighter than it looks even though it is made of this heavy wool and it's been dyed this very dark almost midnight blue as you have a look over, yeah, in, on the inside of the cloak, there's a few sigils that you don't quite recognize, which you know have been threaded through in some sort of gold or electrum thread, probably to help channel whatever magic this thing has. As you then cast the ritual Identify, you identify this as a cloak of protection. Um, I will uh, chuck into chat what this is exactly. Uh, I should be able to just... Of protection. Be able to put I have to laugh that we forgot about that for like, I don't know, five, six, seven. Yeah, it's been, you've had this for ages. <laughs> uh, I mean, you time, I've tried to like remember to bring it up and then I just, yeah, other things yeah. get in the way. So that's the, oh, there's, there you go. there's a picture of the cloak. I've chucked a picture of the cloak in. Um, you gain a plus one bonus to armor class and to saving throws oh. while you wear this cloak. Okay, who, that is... who should we give that to? Well, someone who's uh, going to be up the front makes a lot of sense. This this is quite a strong material. I think if you wear this, you'll um, be quite well protected. Can Look the bear around. wear it? Uh, the bear can wear it, but when you turn out of... Oh! Well, it's all just throw it at you me would... while, while, while I turn into a bear. No, <laughs> you, you still... When you, when you transform, your gear and armor and equipment melts into you. I would still argue that you keep the benefits of things like wondrous items. I would, I would very much argue that, that you still keep those benefits. Armors, maybe not, but wondrous items that melt into your form with you. I mean, you could also argue that it shapes around you as the bear, and would so that, you're now a bear wearing that cloak. Because, like, I have seen people make, with, with Druid Wild Shape have, like, would a hide make, armor um, that, like, melds with them and becomes part of the bear form. Would that make the uh, armor, though, that, like, gives the... Well, it says specifically Wild Shapes get, like, a plus one AC or something. Would that make them... Like, they, they, they like, specifically they? state it. I think there is an armor that says that. There is. There's the armor oh. of the wilds, I think it's called, or something like that, which also which does work for wild shape and gives you all of your wild shape forms a plus one. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it is called the armor of the wilds. Would this get in the way of unarmored defense, though? Yes, it would. It would replace unarmored defense. Oh, no, sorry. The cloak of protection wouldn't, um, but the armor, the druid armor that does would. Right. Then it would be a net boost to DeBerry Boy, who does well in all categories except ac but i'm also happy being a bear so if anyone else yeah. would get better use out of it feel free to take i guess that's, that's the thing isn't it we have two like hp tanks <laughs> yeah that's the, i'm bear for i'm just a hp sponge i'd i'd, I'd, I'd get hit by pretty much anything that comes my way um just just as an fyi with um with the druid 
rules as written for Wild Shape. You choose whether your equipment falls to the ground, merges into your new form, or is worn by it. Worn equipment functions as normal, but the DM decides whether it is practical for the new form to wear a piece of equipment based on the creature's shape and size. Mundane equipment doesn't change size or shape to match the form, but magic items and magic armor do change to match the form. It's one of the things that magic items and magic armor do. So you could be a bear wearing this cloak, and that would give you plus one to your armor class. That's pretty good. In case you're wondering. Yes. How much AC does the bear get? I can check for you. Uh, the Bjornling has, so it's on natural um, unarmored defense. So it's de- uh, it's 10 plus dex is 11 plus con is three. So 14. And so this would make it go to 15? Yeah, this would make the armor class 15 for the Bjornling. Mm. Tempting, isn't it? Mm would be very helpful for someone up the front. That is for sure. Or for someone who can't wear armor. Oh yeah, that as well. Yeah, or if there's someone super squishy that we're worried about. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we have many candidates that would be useful for... (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, because also like, I haven't even fired my gun off every time you guys have been like getting walloped and have had to jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like that's poor management tactical management on your behalf not necessarily oh, anyone sorry, else's fault bad. yeah okay Theodore gets beaten up when he goes to the, the general store so uh, no, he does not <laughs> he got told there was no rations and there was nothing else that happened there <laughs> yeah he he tripped <laughs> several times he tripped right repeatedly. onto that fist <laughs> Uh, um, well, we can, check. Check. someone should probably um, don this cloak. That'd be very, very helpful. Yeah, look, it doesn't really match my aesthetic. I'm not interested in that. It doesn't match my aesthetic. Well, I've got this book of goodies right here, so I don't need anything else. <laughs> You're sorted. <laughs> I mean, I could wear it, but I'm, I think I'm pretty nimble as it is. All right, well, then I'm happy to take the cloak, and if it ends up not being useful and could go to someone else later, we can always move it around. Great. Uh, that sounds Just like that best sounds friends fun. do. Just like best friends do, yes. I will, I will, however, will not leave you in the middle of the night and not come back. I'm sorry. I, th- I wow. thought he was coming back. For at least several hours. Okay, I'll we'll wait here for your titler. And she's <laughs> if, uh, he's going to see you probably in I don't know the next in the not future, possible. but not the immediate future. How long? One hour and twenty-five minutes. He did not, he did not specify this up one hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, we're just going to probably. Is the goat's fucked up? Hey, um, hey, Tithler, I think we should focus on what we can control, and this is what we've got right at hand. We can, you know, learn these new spells, and we can get tracking on our on our day. I think we could we could we can start with that. Yeah. yeah we've got, we've got, we've got people that we need to look after, right? So yeah, thank we you. Get, yeah, how about we get them over to this town that we're going to? Oh, them, when, not me. Yeah, okay. No, no not you. <laughs> not you, Tifla. You're all right, love. But we've been given a job to look after these people, yeah? If we're waiting around here, uh, anything could happen. We could run into fucking Strad for all we know. Right, so let's not wait around for Strad to come and go 
But yeah, I think my new best friend Damien would be able to help us if something like that were to happen. Look, mate. I, I don't. I, I just. Okay. You know what? Walks I, off. <laughs> that's my thing. I've done that this morning. I think we should go. All right. Irina and Ismark are standing at the edge of the clearing with their packs on their backs, kind of like looking back, like, I, th- I thought we were going. Are we... What's, ha- what's happening, guys? No, we definitely are. We definitely are going. So... Um, before before we totally break camp, Owen, um, what is the pie craving situation? Uh, at the Ooh. moment, you are still feeling satisfied. All right, so I'm totally happy that there's pie on the ground and it's going to stay there. Oh, I had forgotten that there's a pie on the ground and it's going to stay there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just going to make sure that that was on everyone's mind. That Thank you. Tithler is leaving the pie there for Damien to return to. There is a pie on the ground. Um, <laughs> Grinner, probably, probably at this stage, you're not feeling the cravings yet. Okay. I mean, you can see the pie there, but you have no more desire to eat it than normal. But would Grinner just take it anyway? I don't think he would, actually. I think the pie's going to stay put. Okay. I think we've got enough. He, like, he's not out there looking for yummy bits, really. He just he's just he sees it as wasteful. I have uh, taken the gourmand feat. I uh, plan on eating every <laughs> creature that I come across. Um, tonight we're having goat. Uh, please join me, uh, my special guest, uh, Theodore. Come on down. <laughs> we only need his like, lower half. That's yeah, true. Just... just, just uh, what about the legs? He doesn't need those. Yeah. <laughs> what about his legs? He don't need those. Oh, like they how they be that... Sorry, Tom, you go. Like how there be wildlife that is going to eat this pie. And they're not going to eat it in one sitting because it's like a large piece. And so they might get addicted to dream pie. I love the idea that there's just a colony of ants out there, that this pie is now their god. And it's like <laughs> this is how you get cocaine gen- there. This is a cocaine... <laughs> Oh, yeah. this was the punchline of you leaving the pie was like in six sessions you were going to come up against like dream pie bear okay. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped into mind I was like oh bear would be able to follow your scent trail and know that you might have more dream pastries on you mm. the bear's got the shakes from the withdrawals <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've got very shaky mouths um as you guys finish breaking camp and heading off, the pie stays. They've got, they've got like very loose lips, very uh, mobile lips, bears. Uh-huh. You've not seen bears. Um, they've got very uh, jiggly jowls, and that's where I'm leaving that uh, topic. <laughs> they're all looking at me, chat. If you're listening to the podcast, all the, they're all looking at me again. I hate it when they do that. Um, <laughs> In a somewhat confused and dazed manner. <laughs> it's a fact and you know it. Science fact. Um, as you, We're not doing drunk science tonight. This is just normal. Just normal D and D. As you as you continue, sort of like leaving the clearing and walking through the forest, it doesn't take too long before you emerge back on the main road, the forest pathway shortcut that you took, only briefly diverting you from your main course. Um, as you get to sort of the edge of the road, uh, heading towards the north, you can see up on a hill towards your left, uh, what looks to be a large windmill, uh, right on the edge of the forest, up a, up a large section of the hill to the uh, to the west of where you guys are. The road actually goes around and follows towards the windmill but you can also see that there's a makeshift track much more direct to the north which cuts this quite a large detour completely out of the equation you suspect that's why people have taken this i was about to say goat track uh why people have taken this um 
this little shortcut, uh, this deviation before and just bush bashed across this quite frankly um, overgrown meadow. The, the um, grasses, probably about waist to chest high uh, at the deepest parts as the, the rolling hills kind of give way to forest towards the far edge of the northern section of where you are. As you sort of get to the, the windmill, Arena and Ismark kind of look up and go, Ah, it's the, uh, that's the mill. I think that's where, uh, where Morgan, um, makes the pies, if you were, if you were wondering. Ah, oh, did we want to go say, she, so I spoke to her, um, one of my other best friends, Morgan, and she said we could pop in and say hello to her sisters, and that, you know, yeah. we just said that she sent us. If you're, if you're really keen to stop by, I suppose we could. It is a little bit of a detour from, uh, from where we're planning on going, but, um, I mean, I mean, Arena and I always kind of planned on taking the track across the the hillock here and then down and follow the lake uh, the path around the lake lake zarevich to valaki but i guess if you're if you're keen to to make a stop at uh, stop at the mill we've probably got enough time we'd, we'd probably still make it to valaki just before nightfall well if I, we can do both the mill as well it. yeah it depends how long we spend sure at, the, you would. at the mill yeah i, I would I personally would not. I, I, I'm happy if we if we keep on going. It's not uh, not vitally important for me to visit and, and have more more pie. I mean, our funds, um, Ismark and I, I we, we don't have a, a huge amount of, of liquid assets. You don't moment. have fun. What? You don't what? have fun. You said you don't. You're lacking fun. We're lacking funds. Funds. Yeah. Uh, uh, like liquid enjoyment? assets. Money. Money. Titler. We we don't have a huge oh, amount of money. Oh, just say that. Yeah, well, uh, uh, we did. Um, there, we don't have a huge amount of money at the moment. We probably won't be purchasing any more dream pastries well, for a while. It was such a treat what you got for us last night, Titler. We are so grateful for that, but uh, probably there is not much more that we would be uh, buying. So it, it is not the end of the world for us. Please, we will well, come with it, you if it, you wish to go. But It is fortunate that you are getting a free escort between towns and not paying a single cent for it then. So. Exactly. Yes, it is very fortunate, and that's why we are so grateful for your help. So perhaps you did not get an opinion on um, where we go. Hey, uh, all right, all right. I think what my sister was trying to say was that we're happy to go along with whatever you guys want to do. We don't have an opinion. Leave us out of it. Um, but I mean, you can go fuck yourself, goat. And um... <laughs> excuse me, he may very be a confrontational goat. goat this session. <laughs> he may be a goat, but he's handled some real orcs today. Okay, it's been tough. Awkward moments, maybe. As Ismark kind of like kicks a stone down the, the hedge of the hillocks and goes over to Arena. All right, all right, let's all calm down. Come Arena, on. Arena kind of like looks a bit wilted. It's okay, it's okay. I was just going to say that we are happy to go with what you want to do. If you it's want to go, it's all good. Us, so, yeah. all right, let's, uh, what's everyone want to do? We're going to the. Uh... What? I, I have a question for the supervised in the group. And looks over at Arena and Ismark. Um, <laughs> the supervised. <laughs> How, if we were to arrive at Duskfall to this new town, would that be alarming for them? Are they somewhat hostile? I know some towns don't like that sort of thing. Uh, it's been a while since I was in Vallaki. Uh, probably eight years. I was okay. a teenager last time I was there. So, uh, yes. Irina, I, do you know? Uh, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to Vallaki. Maybe not since okay. I was a small Maybe child. Maybe you know. I was going to say that most towns around the border, including Barovia, probably don't take kindly to strangers. We might be turned away at the gate if it is too late. Maybe we should go go straight there. And then if we get turned away, we'll have time in the rest of the day to work out what we're going to do. 
I'm sure your good friend could talk us through any gate. Okay. <laughs> that is my best friend, Theo. I know he can be annoying at times, but I would ask you to respect him. His mark nods, gives a look towards Theo, nods again. I don't Thank know whether it should be uh, offended or complimented by that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. Right, look, I, I say we go off to the uh, the windmill there before tensions get too fucking high around here. What the fuck are you lot on about? Come on. <laughs> okay, let's just make a decision. Let's go. Let's go to, to the mill. Perfect. Let's go then. If we need right. to, I can turn to a cockroach and 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 scurry into Valaki anyway. I do. Okay. How does that help the rest of us? <laughs> I go in, open the gate. As uh-huh, perfect. Ismark doesn't say wouldn't take much to make the difference up <laughs> between you and Lucky a cockroach. Didn't say it then. <laughs> Ismark doesn't say that. Ismark doesn't say that. Um, as you <laughs> as you continue along, someone is salty about free labor. Ismark's Ismark's just really he really likes you and he's showing it in the way that Barovians <laughs> do. <laughs> um, as you as you continue walking along the pathway, um, this section of the the hill area between the forest is fairly overgrown. As I said, the the farmlands that used to be here have long since been abandoned, and the the wheat and the grasses that were growing here have now become completely wild and untamed. Parts of the road are in pretty serious state of disrepair. You can see sections where the cobblestones are broken open, where weeds have sprouted through the gaps, and it doesn't look like there's been a great deal of attention made to keep this road operational. All of that changes, however, as you get to the turnoff towards the mill. At the very base of the uh, the road turning off, there's a large gate uh, leading to a series of, of fields which are very well maintained. You can see wheat that is growing, not wild and unkempt, but very well cared for. Just rows and rows of this golden wheat swaying gently in the breeze and up through a section in the middle, cutting a swathe through this wheat field is a very well maintained cobblestone pathway. Uh, the edges are fenced. You can see that it has been very well cared for and it leads up to an immaculate looking mill up on top of the hill overlooking the forest. And and in I should say in the shadow of Castle Ravenloft, so you're still not that far away from the from the Count's castle here. Let me have a quick measure just for the mill. It's only sort of eight, nine miles away. It's not that uh, not that far away at all. But this this mill looks to be very well cared for. It's about four stories tall, this massive windmill gently turning in the breeze. Um, it's a very light morning breeze that sort of drifts across the fields. And you can hear from inside this like groaning sound as the millstone turns around. Underneath there's what looks to be some sort of abode slash shop. You can see that it is a, a converted section of the lower bit, converted from storage and warehouse to this large bakery with open windows shutters flung wide a large double barn door leading into the mill uh, and out the front you can see a familiar looking cart um, very similar if not the same cart that you saw in the town of barovia just sitting outside the front of the mill uh ismark and arena sort of like look up towards the gate and look up to the mill um uh, ismark kind of nodding it hasn't changed a bit since we were last here it hasn't changed at all it's 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 a bit weird, actually. I was expecting it to be, um... I know what I was expecting. Not to be looking so good. So they just have someone who, um, maintains it well, then? 
Probably paints it regularly. Looks after everything. It's just strange that people... I, I don't know if you've noticed, but not many people in Barovia take pride in how things look. It's its really pretty. It's very picturesque, this mill. Maybe there's some places coming, uh, turning for the better. Maybe. That gives us hope. Uh, we're happy to come up to the door with you or stay here. Up to you guys. You, you tell us. Um, how did... Did anyone else see the cart pass us on the road? Well, no, but, I mean, we did sleep off in the woods for the night, so... Oh, okay, yep. No, that makes sense. You're right. Wait, so that old lady pulled the cart all by herself in potentially hazardous slash uh, well, no, dangerous she, she terrain. probably had some animals pulling the cart. She was probably just sitting on it. Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it, to be honest. Isn't there, isn't there like Vistani bandits and stuff like that? Doesn't she have to go past Shard's castle? Like Irina kind of squints and looks forward. I don't think that is the same cut. It looks a bit similar. I, I can see that the stripes are different. It is uh, red and blue rather than red and white. And the cart oh, as well has larger go. wheels. They oh, probably you... have a few. It might be multiple cuts and multiple people take them out to sell. Yeah, no, that was what I meant to say. Yep. I, I agree. Well, well would you like me to go and say hello? Yeah, all right. Why don't we all head up there? I, I could use a couple more of those pies in my pack, I think. All right. Well, would you like to lead the way then, Grinner? You can go and meet the, meet the new people. Well, no, I mean, you, you made friends with them. I didn't actually chat with us, so I don't know what to say up there. All right. I know their secret passwords, and to throw start marching up towards the front door. As you guys begin walking up the pathway leading towards the, the edge of the windmill, you can see a number of um, lampposts set up with, with lanterns in them, no longer lit because it is the morning. As you get to sort of the third lamppost, a raven that is standing on top of the, the crossbeam sort of immediately startles and turns towards you and then begins cawing loudly as it sees you walking up the pathway towards the, the mill. Hello, baby. Hello. As you guys begin walking up the pathway. Do you have anything in your hand, Tithra, or are you just, like, pretending you've got food? Oh, no, there's nothing in hand. Okay. The raven, like, cocks its head, but doesn't fly down towards you. Does it, look, does it look up at the mill in, like, a I'm sharing the message that way? The... No, its back is to the mill. It's it's looking directly at the five, seven of you, <laughs> plus uh, yeah, Arena okay. and his mark. And it, it sort of like, it flaps its wings every so often. And, and as you guys sort of pause, the coring kind of stops a bit and the raven sort of fluffs itself up and kind of like looks at each of you as it looks around at the party. Tithor will get a little bit of food out and put it up towards the bird. The raven cocks its head snaps its beak a few times and flutters down onto the fence, probably about two or three metres away from you, Tithler. Fluffs its feathers up a little bit, dances a little dance on the fence as it sort of like tries to get a bit of a look at what you're holding, cocks its head, and then like gives a bit of like a nod. I use my mage hand. Over. Oh, okay, use your mage hand, yeah. I was, I was going to offer the mage hand out and pop it in front of you, and uh, he, 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 we can beat it if you want. I'm sorry, I don't putting it in front of Tithler. Yeah, I'd put yeah. the mage hand in front of you and then sort of say, oh, well, I can move it over to the crew if you want. But oh, you're probably fine with all these animals. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for doing that. And she'll put it in your hand. Uh, 
Like, yeah, you have a turn. All right, and this feathery hand is going to go towards the bird. It's going to get within, you know, 10 centimeters of the bird and see if it goes for it. Yeah, it sort of leans over, pecks at the food. What, what food did you give? Like, it's just a little bit of dried meat, Jacob. Yeah, uh, probably some fruit. Because she picked some fruit fresh this morning. Yeah. With some berries. It, 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 you said a bit of fruit? Yeah, a little bit of berry. Yeah, the raven kind of like leans forward, pecks a bit, and then swallows the berries. And then kind of like caws again, and then looks at you lot. And then very deliberately, you watch as it looks up at the mill, looks at you lot, and then shakes its head a little bit. Do we think we notice that unusual bird behavior? Yeah, I'm going to say all of you notice that is slightly unusual bird behavior. I think um, Grin is going to pick up a rock. Okay. <laughs> just, just to have. Do not harm the bird. Um, can I go knock on the, the door? Yeah, it's still probably sort of 20, 30 meters up the pathway. As soon as you go to continue walking up the pathway, Luther, the raven kind of like jumps up into the air, flaps a few meters down the fence and calls again and looks at you and flaps its wings a little bit and then looks back at the pathway from where you came from. You want going to leave, bird? Hmm, as, the raven, as the raven opens its beak, the two barn doors at the top of the hill slam open. The raven immediately takes off coring, disappearing into the air and flying as fast as it can away from the mill. I was going to say... Yes? As it's, I was going to point at it, and I just got message. Oh, yeah? Um, Go. And I was going to say, um, Hi, bird. Anything else? Just hi, bird. Hey, bird. Hey, bird. Um, to see if it, it talks back. That's uh, that's all I had to say to it. You don't get any response, but you know the message sent, and you could feel that the message was received. Ooh. And understood. Ooh. Interesting. Um, message only works on, like, intelligent creatures, right? It doesn't work on... yeah. It has, yeah, to be okay. able to, it has to be able to speak a language to be able to respond um, and to be able to understand the message. So the spell, okay. you know the spell doesn't fail. The, the, the spell, like, activates. You say the line, you say, hey, hey bird, <laughs> point. The <laughs> message is received, but no response is sent, and you know that that was a choice. I imagine at that point, when I, that happened, then the door swung open and it flew away. Yeah, exactly right. As, as the doors probably, swing open... It's probably freaking out too much. Yeah. As the doors slam open, you see standing at the top of the the very slight incline, sort of like 20, 30 meters away from you, pushing the barn doors open and like latching them back, is a, a much older woman. She looks to be probably in her probably late 70s, but she is clearly quite strong and quite fit as she pushes these barn doors open. She has braided white hair tucked up very neatly into a braided bun on her back. She's wearing layers of... of um, black and white cloth uh, draped over her that almost looks a little bit like a almost like a waitress's outfit but much more like tea house tea house waitress outfits in these black and white and gray colors um, she has a large sash and apron around her waist and she has in the apron in the pockets a number of cooking utensils you can see uh, some tongs a spatula uh, as well as a massive wooden spoon and as she dusts her hands off you see little puffs of flour coming off she looks down the road kind of Shades her eyes from the sun a little bit. Oh, we have guests. 
Hello. She gives a bit of a wave at you. Like, Hello, madam. Uh, is this Jono Luther? Is this the, the pie lady? Uh, no, this is this is not the pie lady. There, there are some, you the see lady. some similar features, like the the high cheekbones, the very dark eyes, but she looks a lot older than the woman you saw. So um, not not exactly the same, but um, kind of a similar demographic and features. So no, not the same woman. Hello, madam. We are we are the travelers on the road looking for I don't know. Um, looking for pies. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I, get, I, I suppose we're looking for pies and perhaps other things you might sell. Pasties, sausage roll perhaps. As you, as you shout from 20, 20, 30 meters away, she kind of like cups her ear and listens and goes, You want a surprise? Yes, I, that sounds kind of we fun. don't, you know, I, I mean, I, how good our food is, is uh, a surprise to all. I, could you come a bit closer? She sort of begins like hobbling down towards you very slowly as she takes very tiny little steps, like only really putting one foot directly in front of the other one as she walks. And she walks with sort of like slight sway. And as her dress sort of sways from side to side, you can see that she has these very big stompy boots underneath the dress, but she's walking quite quite carefully and slowly towards you guys. No, I, I yeah, they had an up to meet her halfway. That would be impolite to make an old lady walk the whole way down. As, as you get a bit closer, she kind of looks and goes, Oh, I thought they were furry trousers. <laughs> well, I suppose they are a kind of furry trouser. Oh, well, it's, uh, what, what were you saying? Sorry, I couldn't quite hear from all the way down there. Um, we were wondering if you had any more of your lovely pies or anything else for sale. Lovely pies? Oh, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the mill. We make all sorts of delicious pastries and baked goods here. You're very welcome. You can come in and we can we can we can find something for you if you're looking for uh, something delicious for the road. Yeah, that would be lovely. Thank you. Oh, oh, wonderful. Well, uh, come 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 come. Um, and she begins walking away. Can I, as she walks, uh, like if I stay behind her, can I just gauge? Her, how do I put this? Can I gauge her movements and oh, her walk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. You guys, you guys need some more um, need some more Lysander in your lives, Jesus. Some more, <laughs> more Lysander. I want to I want to see if uh, she's putting on an act. Like, is she actually this frail? Oh, right. Insight check, please, Grina. I will. I'll do it as soon as I remember where insight is. There it is. Inside on dead ass. <laughs> Ten. Um, I mean, it's it's an alright ass, like for an old woman. No, um, as you <laughs> as, as as you watch her sort of move and walk, Grinner. I mean, you don't get the sense this is an act. I mean, as as you watch her walk, she she very carefully will walk around stones that are slightly uneven. She's very much taking her time. You can see her head's looking down at where she's going. I mean, she seems pretty genuine in what you can see. She seems like a very old woman just trying to sort of navigate up and down this this hill but as you look around Grinna, like there's no way this woman is managing this farm or this this building by herself like you, you would know just from your from your life experience that operating a mill requires quite a large amount of strength you would know from your insight check that it's very unlikely that she's the only person here and you also said everything else like a lot of the fields were overgrown is theirs no their fields are perfect very well maintained oh, okay very well looked after. 
Yeah. I'll, Actually, I'll like does anyone say... have a passive? Does anyone have a passive perception of sixteen or greater? No, I'm, I'm a 15, 15, just to say. 15. I'll passive check Tithler. Passive perception. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll really quickly check no. um, Tithler. I th- hers might be. Let's have a quick look while Jacob is away. Jacob's just, just BRBing at the moment. Um, let's have a quick look. That's the sound the mill makes as it goes around the. Uh... No. No. Um, no, nothing. Don't worry. Carry on. I will say. Um... Just for like my 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 state of mind, the Luther state of mind. Yeah. Seeing these old these old ladies, they're meant to be like, you know, carting these like pies to the, like surrounding towns. I was already skeptical before because like the thing I don't understand is everyone says that Barovia has like so many different nightmarish creatures around and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm very put off by the fact that it's just like a few elderly ladies out here on their own, no one else here to even look after them. Yeah, well, I mean, you would know from Tithler's description that Morgan, uh, Morgan, sorry, Morgan was probably in her mid-50s. Like, she, but but still, like, very much, as you say, probably not what you would typically imagine as someone who has a high degree of uh, survival likelihood. In the that's what I mean, like, why hasn't a vampire spawned? Why hasn't a werewolf already taken them out? Like, that's to me, I find that weird. So, I think Luth is a bit. So, you kind of got, you're on the lookout for something. You're kind of like I'm, looking I'm around. I'm weirded out. This is weird. Like, Do you want to roll me a perception or investigation check, Luther, as you begin walking along the road? Okay. Following up with the rest of them. Um, I was going to say, uh, after two. this. Yeah. No, no, go, Come Tom. Come on. <laughs> um, after figuring out the bird, heard my communication. Um, Luther is always the one who's figuring out the mysteries on our adventures previously. Yeah. I was going to, like, as we start walking up, just give him a little nudge and say, hey, um, there's a bit of an, a weird bird just there. Um, I tried to talk to it with my message and it heard me. It's, that's not a normal bird. Wait, so it registered that you could, you could tell that it, at least I'm oh, yeah, that- the message. It, it absolutely understood. It didn't talk back to me, but I know that it could hear me. Not like yeah, a, so a silly normal bird. That, well, that was not a normal bird. Jonah, just just be careful. This is this is weird. I haven't obviously discovered anything on with a seven. It's just everything. It's just as I see it currently. Nothing. Yes, yeah, as, as you look around, there's a horseshoe over the door. You can see the cart has um, horseshoes all around it. There's all these little sprigs of herbs on it. And the, the cart's empty at the moment. You can see it's opened up and there's no pies loaded onto it. Um, yeah. There's a there's a small stable where you can see no horses, just some piles of hay in the corner. Yeah, not much else really. The mill so, high above think- you, turning slowly. I think with the seven, like, you know, magic does exist. I probably would give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm just a little bit... Well, you're probably with a seven, you're like, wow, I I mean, I can't see any weapons. It has to be magic (laughs) at this stage. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Unless they've got um, some, like, jacked up mage hand like Jonah, which you haven't seen yet, actually. Oh, no, you have. Yes, I should have have caught up before. When you went to hand the bird seed, yeah, Jonah's mage hand was just, like, pulsing the muscles. Like, yeah, you could see these, like, veins pulsing on its its palm (laughs) as it, like, flew over towards the bird. But no, I'm just, yeah. So nothing's outstanding amiss. I'm just a little bit on guard is all. As we go up to the tower. As you guys get to the edge of the courtyard, the edge of the road that opens up into the courtyard towards the, the mill itself, 
you can see the mill rising high above you, casting a bit of a, um, a shadow towards the forest, away from where you guys are. The sun shining uh, on your backs as you, as you guys are walking towards the west from the east. The section of the lower floor here, as I described before, is, is, is an open kind of like bakery style setup. You can see there is a countertop with shutters that are wide open. Inside you can see there are two massive cast iron ovens, um, very, very much lit. The fire underneath, um, almost uh, visible from where you guys are, just from the courtyard. And you can see these two chimneys that have been chiseled through the uh, the back of the windmill, belching this, uh, this white gray smoke out the back of the windmill. Um, the double barn doors that are opened up reveal an inside area that's been converted into almost like a semi-cafe setup. There's a couple of tables and chairs, quite roughly made, but quite nice, rustic-looking tables and chairs on the inside. And you can see that there are, um, yeah, like water barrels set up out the front for the for horses. There's a, there's a cistern uh, nailed to the side of the, uh, the windmill to catch rainwater. It looks like a very well self-efficient um, system that's, that's been set up here. And as uh, as the old woman leads you to the edge, she sort of like dusts a little bit more flour off her, off her apron. Um, you can, she sort of like turns around. Ah, well, uh, to, to, are you eating eating it or is it to go? What can I get you? Uh, what do you have? Oh, we, we make a number of delicious uh, different flavors of our of our famous Barovian dream pastries. Uh, my sister Morgan is out currently um, with our, our main cart selling. We have our secondary cart here. <laughs> we'll hopefully uh, have another batch ready to go fairly soon. If, you, if you're patient, you could have some fresh out of the oven. Uh, uh, just so you know, uh, Morgan was almost out of pies when we saw her yesterday, so... Oh, well, happy days. Happy days indeed. I hopefully we can buy some more ingredients. We're running a little low on some of our staples. <laughs> is, is there anything we could do to help? She gives you a look, Titha, this very grandmotherly kind look. She sort of looks down at you. Oh, no, my dear, that's okay. We're, we're, we'll be fine. We're, we've got a few more ingredients that we'll source from some of the local farms, and... Uh, hopefully we can rope in some of the boys from Valaki to help harvest the fields so that we can get the mill running again. Well, actually, we're just on our way there if if you want us to pass a message or talk to anyone. Oh, would you? Oh, of course. Oh, if you could For talk a sweet to old the... thing like you? Oh, if you could talk to the mayor of Valaki and <laughs> let him know we need probably three or four of the village boys to come and help us out bring in the harvest, that would be spectacular. Three or four. Those boys are totally becoming pies. Boys. <laughs> Three or four boys for I don't know, harvest. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that about. the message? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> They're getting Sweeney Todd so I bad. Do, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, well, thank you very much. You're such a kind young little lass. How old are you? Um, oh, no. Well, it's hard to know how many numbers and letters there are, but I'm here. Oh, you you are here. She gives your cheek a little little pinch. Ow, ow. Do you have any of these pastries that perhaps do not cause you to go to sleep for eight hours straight and miss the famous Damien? <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you're talking about with Damien. He's talking about Damo. Oh, yes. Dame. Is he made by Damo? 
I I don't know this this person you're talking about, but um, unfortunately, all our pastries are imbued with that. Uh, very, very wondrous magic that helps you have good dreams and a good night's sleep. Uh, unfortunately, Ooh. it's part of the baking process. We uh, we don't make any uh, mundane goods here. You know, on that note, right, those are very tasty pies. They're, they're very nice. I'd, <gasps> I'd like oh, you've, to... you've had some. I have, and I would consider myself a fan. Um, <laughs> I'm touched. And, Thank you. Uh, look, I'd love to have a tour. I want to see uh, the magic in progress, as it Oh, were. I can't show you too much, but if you want to come inside, I can show you the old mill and the ovens in full force. But unfortunately, I can't give away oh, our, our full secrets. Um, what if you were to go into competitive business with us? Oh, oh. it's we're a family-run well, we business, that. you know? No, we've I'm not good hard. at baking with claws like these. I'm sorry. I do she a... holds up these like arthritic fingers that are like <laughs> she can't even fully close one of her hands. Oh, you'd be surprised, young one. You, you little cutie. You don't need Aww. to have dainty hands to do baking. Elbows? Are their elbows good? Elbow as long as they're properly washed, yes. Elbows are very good. Those ones are definitely not properly washed. <laughs> I have a few, uh, just an interesting question. What's the, uh, what type of meat do you sort of use? Because <laughs> I myself did not see any cattle or anything. Do you outsource that sort oh, of thing Oh, we in? do. No, we get some beef in from, uh, far to the north. There's a few farms that still have cows and cattle. Uh, but mostly it's, uh, local game we use. We have some okay. hunters who help provide us with, with local game. Do the boys help with that? No, the boys. The boys. I. I just need them to help me bring in the harvest. The, the, I wouldn't ask those sweet young boys to head off into the woods by themselves. I'm not some monster. Best yeah, to keep those be children safe. All the better for each We do not. We don't put our. We don't put our little little ones at risk. I'd love that tour if we could ever walk around for yeah, what you would please come come i'm i'm sure i can show you some of the inner workings with the cafe but i unfortunately as i said i won't be able to show you where the magic happens and as she waves her hand a few little sparkles come out of her fingers as she does press digitation to <laughs> give bring you little on, sparkles bring on the oompa loompas yeah right <laughs> None of us are getting out of here without a lot of effort. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Irina and Ismark kind of like look at each other and look at you guys. Uh, I mean, you, please feel free to head on in. I think Irina and I will stay out in the, in the fresh air. We don't feel the need to head on inside unless you want us there with you. Well, I mean... We're not your, we're, we're not your boss. No, we're not your boss, but are you safe out there? Oh, I, I don't think we're in any trouble at the top of the hill. We, if anything, we were thinking that we could keep watch if any trouble was coming for you, and then we could call out and get you out of there if you need to. That way you have a view if anyone's um, coming up the road. We have a, a good 360-degree view here of the lands around. I will say this. You do bring up a good point there, Irene. Um, I look at the older woman, the old mm. woman, and um, how do how do you guys um, fight off any local competition or or you know any potential nightmarish creatures of the forest this, this oh, is barovia i can i can let you in on that little secret and she leans in conspiratorially really close and whispers in your ear magic 
and then she points up at the horseshoe above the door. That horseshoe is enchanted by my great-great-grandmother. She was a very powerful witch, and I, I have to say, I have taken after her in some ways. Maybe not her full power. She was oh, she was a force to be reckoned with, was my grandmother, my great-great-grandmother. Yes, she, she positioned the, the horseshoe above, and as long as we have the horseshoe, our lands are protected. There are another 30 or 40 or so buried around the property at regular intervals, and it keeps out a lot of the un, undead and some of the other monstrosities. And for bandits, well, bandits know that if they come after our little business here, and they take the pastries, and they kill us or burn down the mill, then there's no more for them. So we have an agreement with a number of the local ruffians, we provide them with some pastries and they leave us alone. And does that sort of... So you also have protection with the carts and stuff and you're transporting them around the cities? Oh, we're very lucky to have some of the Vistani keep an eye out for us on occasion. And the, the, the carts as well as you can see, we've done our best to replicate the magic protection that the horseshoe gives. But if, if push comes to shove, uh, my sisters and I, we, we all know a little bit of magic. We can, and as she holds out her hand, she creates this like gout of fire up into the air. Probably um, this sort of like poof, fireball, very very small fireball, like a fireball essentially. This right. like, gout of fire. We can we can throw a bit of magic around if we need to, and and if if things get really dicey. She holds up her fingers and clicks her fingers, and you watch as she disappears into mist and appears behind you. <laughs> ah. ah, it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> we can always get out of there quickly. You might look at me and think, oh, she's not going anywhere fast. And you're right, I don't go anywhere fast. I go there very fast. <gasps> that was like a trick with the words. I thought you were going to zig and then you zag. You know, you're not the first people to ask this. Most people who come here are very curious, so I've had a, a lot of time to practice my little spiel. That's fair enough. I just, uh, I was just worried. No, no, no. It's a healthy curiosity. By themselves. Oh, the wild, so. tish tosh. It's a healthy curiosity. Not say not a word about it. No, no insult at all. It oh. makes perfect oh. sense. I would, I would oh. ask the same question if I was in your positions. Do you sell anything but pastries? Oh, we sometimes trade if there's things that we need. I mean, we we never get sick of our own cooking. Oh, we can eat it up every day. But sometimes we need things. Occasionally we'll need iron or steel or sometimes some wood. So we'll do some trades then. I do have this. Oh, I do have this lovely pearl necklace. And she pulls out from the the, the curls around her. Fair uh, it's great. What? Oh, I thought Grin was going to give her the pearl necklace. Oh god! <laughs> As she pulls out this pearl necklace around her, around her, uh, around her neck from underneath oh, no. the folds of her uh, of her dress, I, I got this. This was a lovely gift from one of our our, our favorite customers. I haven't I haven't seen them in quite a while, actually. I hope I hope they're okay. But just gave me some lovely pearls. Where where were they? Oh, around around their neck, she offered them to me as payment for some pies. No, I'm sorry, your friend. Where were they from? You said you haven't seen them in a while. Maybe we oh. could also pass a message to them for oh, you. Oh, no, not from Velaki. Sorry, they were from Barovia. Ah. Oh. You've just come okay. from there from the looks of things. You've taken the road from the east. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Really only well, one has... place you could have come from unless you've come from Strad's Castle, which that... <laughs> I sincerely <laughs> doubt. <laughs> 
<laughs> as Tiffle uh, uh, deadpans at the end of it. Is, Madam Witch, have you ever been to Strahd's Castle? Oh, please, I'm not a witch. Just, I just know a few tricks. Have I been to Strahd? <laughs> Look at me. I'm still here, aren't I? Clearly not. So perhaps the Lord would like some pies now and again, and perhaps you deliver. Oh, we we've never bothered to dare interrupt our Lord with uh, such trivial matters. Uh, if he were to come to us, then oh, we would be so honoured to sell him some of our pastries. But alas, no, and we feel that it is uh, probably wisest if we leave our Lord to his uh, privacy. You have mentioned that your uh, great great grandmother was it. Um, oh, managed yes. to war this place in protection. Oh, very powerful um, witch, yes. Yeah, is it a renowned witch in this land? What What was her name? Oh, she's uh, she's been been forgotten. I'm afraid. I don't think anyone remembers the the name of our of our family anymore. There's quite a few of the old ones who are gone now. She was um, known as uh, the Sunbane. Oh, okay, the Sunbane. Yeah, very interesting. Do I recognize? I would recognize the name, would I? Ah, you've never heard that name before. Yes, Esmeralda Sunbane. Esme for short. Oh, where are my manners? I haven't introduced myself, have I? Oh, I f- forget my own head next. I'm Effie. Effie, pleasure to meet you all. Yeah, you too, love. Uh... Nice to meet you. I'm Tithla. Tithla? Lovely to meet you, Tithla. Yeah, me and your sister made best friends. Morgan, I'm guessing. Uh, Is there another one? Yes, there's three of us here. But she said that both of the other two were here. Yes, well, I don't know when you met with occasionally. Occasionally, the rest of us go out. It's been a while since Bella went out to go do a delivery, but it's not... I think only a couple of weeks ago you might have met Bella, but I'm guessing from your response that it was Morgan. It was Morgan, and you oh. all have such pretty names. Oh, we do. Our mother, God rest her soul, had a, a way with a way with Lysander names. Lysander rest her soul. As you Lysander say, Lysander rest her soul. soul. She sort of like gives you a bit of a look, but doesn't doesn't say anything. All right. Well, this has been a riveting. How about that tour? Oh, yeah. yes, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm a bit, bit of a scattered brain, so easily distracted. Please come with me. I'll show you inside the cafe. Show you inside the eatery. Please come with me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, if you want, you can have a really close look at the oven. in here is very menacing. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't know what it is, but whenever anyone says the eatery, it just comes out like that. It's so bizarre. It's the acoustics of the mill, I think. Is it, do you think maybe the horseshoes have something Consume. to do with it? It's so weird. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's like a weird echo in here. Feast on flesh. It's so bizarre. Uh, Wait, no, none Tithla, of that happens, can you, obviously. Can you say uh, that uh, word and see if it, the acoustics are... Uh... <laughs> it's concentrating. Nope. Okay, no, none of none of that happens, obviously. Um, as... <laughs> um, 
<laughs> do, do you get many dine-in customers enough to make having a whole cafe a worthwhile business? Oh, we used to. It's been a long time since we did. So I mainly keep the place neat and tidy because it's what my mother would have wanted. She was the one who was the, the real genius behind the whole dining experience of the, the mill. But, I mean, I thought this land has been kind of shitty for, like, several hundred years. Oh, just because it's shitty doesn't mean we have to accept that. We can make our own our own fun. We can make our own lives. Yeah. And so that's the whole purpose of the Dream Pastries, to help bring a bit of goodness back into people's hearts and minds. Yes, but then why would, in the last ten years only, would people have stopped coming for the dining experience? Oh, it's because my, my dear mother passed away probably about 40 years ago, maybe 50 years ago now. Oh, gosh, I think it was 50, maybe 45. And since then, she was the real the real life of the party. People came really to see her. She would go and drum up customers and bring them here. But since she passed, our customers slowed to a bit of a trickle. And so we've had to come up with the cart system. I think she'd be a bit sad to see us selling our pies out of a cart nowadays. Maybe she'd be proud of you for your ingenuity. She was a tough woman. Elsie was a tough woman. I'm not so sure. Where are all the men in your family? Oh, Oh, there are. My my father was a good man. A lovely man. He just just died when I was quite young. And your grandpa? I never met him. Right. Okay, so I guess all all this pastry dynasty dies with you three sisters, then, right? Well, uh, excuse me, I might I might not be having children anytime soon, but Bella's Bella's still the hope of the family. She might find a nice man one day. Oh, My inclinations go in a different direction. You could right. teach the recipe to some young, beautiful green girl who. Happen to befriend everybody. <laughs> she gives you a little boop on your nose, Titha. Oh, I very, very well could. If you've got some culinary skills that you can show off. Oh, I do. And she pulls out the rabbit that she skinned this morning. Oh, oh my. How do you feel about the rabbit juice box? Um, oh, if you could keep the raw rabbit meat out of the kitchen area, please. Just keep it uh, sorry, out of the dining area, please. We'll kind of keep that stuff for the, the meat storage. Hey, like you see my skills and she'll hold it up and wait. Oh, it you've a done a very more. good job skinning that rabbit. A very fine job indeed. She looks at it and goes, Oh, no, sorry, Luther did this one. Here you go, here's my one. <laughs> Can you make me a survival check to see how well you did skinning the rabbit? Because oh, I yeah. had rolled one before. <clears throat> I want to propose that yeah. I should have disadvantage because I was too busy helping Luther. I, you, you don't have to convince me to give yourself disadvantage. That's a... Please. Oh, that's not bad. 17. 20 that's and a 17. Good. Oh, my God. Good. Um, with disadvantage, we take the 17. I mean, Titha, even not paying attention, I mean, you're, you're just pretty good at this. Like, you're just... You're just yeah, it's just instinctful. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Um, oh, as you hold up the stoat, <laughs> the body <laughs> wiggles a little bit because it's a bit longer. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, um... Oh, well, very well done. I, I, we've not had, we've not used stoat meat in a pie for a little bit of time, but I'm sure if you uh, cooked it in a stew, 
to be okay. Well, what if you... What meat do you normally use, if not... Stoat or a rabbit? Stoat. Oh, no, oh, rabbit. Game, yes, it? rabbit, absolutely. Another game from the forest. Yes, 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 but... Stoats, oh, okay. uh, they have a bit of a texture to them. I'm sure you'll find out all about it when you cook it. <laughs> well... What, what kind of what kind of texture? Oh, it's a bit it's, it's a bit stringy. Our pies oh, are supposed to be fine. succulent and delicious, but we can't no. have. Can you imagine the gristle as someone takes a bite of the pie and pulls back into oh, this long delicious. string oh. of gristle? And to you the get pie. to slurp it up. <laughs> she gives you a bit of a look, Tiffa, an appraising look, and a little bit of a smile touches the edge of her mouth. Hmm. Well, let me show you inside. And she leads you inside the, the cafe area. And you can see that, yeah, the, the high ceilings of the mill, these rafted beams high above you, the sort of two or three tables and chairs laid out. Two or three tables, about nine or ten chairs laid out. This area looks to be, yeah, very well maintained. As I said before, the tables and chairs are carved quite roughly, very rustic looking. And there's another one of these benchtop counters leading into the kitchen beyond. And as she leads you in, you can see that a section of the wall has actually been cut away to reveal the mill in action, rotating slowly, grinding this very white flour uh, on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the wall. Uh, not very much left, just the residue of this white flour. Ah, oh, yes, as you can see, we've got a little bit less to go. Uh, it looks it looks wonderful though. Oh, well, as soon as you can tell those those cheeky boys in Vanaki to come and help us uh, harvest the fields, we'll have a lot more flour ready to go for the uh, the next batch of pastries. All right, then. Shall we be on our way? We haven't seen Did the you? ovens yet. Did you want to see the ovens? I do want to see the ovens, yes. Uh, I have a question. Yes? What part of the process is the secret... Bit. So we're obviously at the end here in the dining area, and the consumption phase. The consumption phase. Yes. <laughs> no, you don't hear that. <laughs> but the ovens is that considered the middle bit? Oh well, once the pies have been assembled downstairs, they come up and we cook them fresh in the ovens, and then we, we sell them and present them on. So the secret bit is the start bit, which we were also just talking about with the no, rabbits. No, no, no. The secret bit's in the middle. It's once the pies are assembled, we imbue them with wonderful magic that gives you lovely dreams, and that's where the I name understand. the dream pastries come from. I understand. It's from the kitchen to the oven is the secret bit. The kitchen, exactly. The kitchen is below us, down in the uh, in the cellar. That's where we keep all the uh, the, the, the goods for cooking because it keeps things cool down in the cellar, stops the meat spoiling. That way we can assemble the pies. But you can see the mill behind me grinding the uh, the flour that we use. Yes. Well, they don't call me Tithler the Smart for nothing. <laughs> um. I, I've, I'm not going to respond to that, obviously. Uh, oh, 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 do, do the titler the smart. Titler the cheeky, more like. She gives your cheek a little pinch again. Ah. <laughs> well, was there... Right, oh, the well, ovens, the ovens, yes, the please. Ovens. I'll show you the ovens. They're very, very good ovens. She takes you through into the, the uh, kitchen area, the kitchenette area. As you can see, this is clearly isn't a functional kitchen. It's mostly just display tables. Against the far wall, up against the back of the mill are these two enormous cast iron ovens. You know that a grown man could easily sit comfortably inside this massive cast iron belly. It is huge. The fire burning away, heating up the ovens is so hot as you sort of step into this room, you can feel the heat wash over you. 
probably I'd say um, Theodore, being that you're a bit goaty. If you get any closer to the fire, you know that your your goat hair is going to start to singe as you see to your legs. Hair. Yeah, smells of uh, burning goat hair <laughs> as you as you get a bit closer to the flames. Um, but you can see that the, there are sort of two or three layers of racks inside this massive cast iron oven. Uh, and there's also a pitcher of water on the sides as well. And these metal collection trays in the ovens themselves that are filled with water, causing the inside to fill up with steam. Can we see, like, what sort of door does it have on it? Does it have a... Just a massive cast iron door. Um, only one of the ovens is lit, one of the ovens is empty. So the oven that's lit you can't see and it's completely... Because there's no glass or anything, it's just this massive yeah. cast iron. But the other oven that's not lit is is open and that's how you can see these trays that are empty. And the trays, uh, are they spaced in a way that it would make sense for game to be cooking in there? Makes... Like I mean... Things? The, 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 the three shelves that are in there, they're, they're evenly spaced. Looking at it, you could easily fit, given that it's so large, you could easily fit probably even a hunk of venison on each tray without any problems at all, let alone a number of pies on each tray. You could probably fit, judging by the size of the full dream pastries that you've seen before, the dream pies, you know they could probably fit about eight to a tray. So each oven theoretically could be cooking 24 pies at any given time. Welcome and to D&D math, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Grinner's just, there's something We're really off. getting there's been into something the pie off from the beginning. Okay. What are you talking <laughs> about? These, this has been lovely. No, from the get-go with, with Morgan, there's been something wrong and he hasn't been able to put his finger on it. Um, Don't worry. You're, I'm also there with you. But is there a... You like guys the, are crazy. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> The doors in and around these rooms that we've we've passed through. Yeah. Are there any any I guess any doors that look as though they might lead to a stairwell that would lead down to the kitchens or anything like that that we've passed? Uh, Grinner, in this in this kitchenette area, right next to the ovens, is a curtain covering one of the walls, and that kind of stands out to you because you go. That doesn't make any sense. I know there's no windows here. In fact, you can see behind you the light streaming in from that large open, um, what's what I'm looking for? The large open, um, like... Door? Mm, I'm thinking more like the um, benchtop area. So like an in-out benchtop where you have service platters oh, being handed between. Oh, yeah. Thing, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to remember the name. Yeah, the windowy like the thing. pass bar sort of a thing. Pass, yeah, thank like you, pass bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's this large open area that, that leads to the outside directly with the, the wooden shutters high above. Um, you know there's no windows on this side, but there's a curtain drawn over this wall, this very rich, um, almost like this dark grey-black curtain. Uh, it's a little bit aged and faded. You can actually see where the end has been patched with a slightly different colour grey. Um, yeah, across across half of one of the walls. Uh, last last question. You go. You go. Well, I was just going to say, last question about the, the kitchenette. Yeah. Is, uh, what is on the benches? Mm. Lots of chopping boards. There's two knife blocks with a number of very large knives of different sizes and shapes. You can see there's a few mixing bowls that are empty stacked in front of a, uh, a barrel of water. 
Um, looking around as well, you can see there's a number of uh, plates and uh, and cups, wooden tankards, uh, and a number of wooden plates stacked up very neatly next to this bucket of water as well. Um, there's some any, like softer options. Softer options. Like I'm thinking, I don't know, is there any dough rising in any of the bowls? Is there any? No, no um, dough. No, f- no food. Tea towel. Yeah, there probably would be a couple of tea towels. Yeah. No dough like rising, it. but yeah, there's one or two tea towels. She, I mean, and yeah. her apron as well has a tea towel like coming out of one of the pockets around her waist. Any like standout patterns? Any pretty tea towels? <laughs> there's a, a <laughs> lovely little lace doily over one of the large sections to the back, probably to her good crockery. Yeah, there's probably probably a nice, a very nice tea towel with an embroidered edge. You can see that's got some pictures of like finches and wrens on it. Okay. I think while the conversation is happening, Rina's probably going to wander over to that, seeing it, just kind of pick it up, ball it up, wander kind of towards back towards everyone else, not right up but close, and toss the tea towel to her, like underarm but still fairly quickly, um, I'm trying to gauge her reaction time, but I'm, I'm going to say something along the lines of, oh, this is a pretty one. You use this a lot in the kitchen and toss it, like trying to gauge, does she catch it quickly? What's her reaction time like? I'm going to roll to see because Ooh. I think that's a, I want to, I think I want to be fair about this. She's going to roll and try and catch. I'm going to do a, probably a dexterity saving throw for her. Nice. <laughs> It just smacks her in the face and she sort of goes like, oh, oh, oh shit. Sorry, oh, love. Sorry. What? Natural one. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> for a total of, what's that? <laughs> Hang on, let me pull it open. Natural, for a total of three. It <laughs> just, boof, right in her face. As as the tea towel drops to the floor, she sort of like looks, she goes, oh, oh my God. Oh, what? Oh. Fuck, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, Bro, what was that for? No. What, was, what was that? I leave her each out, grab the, grab the thing and give it. Where do you, where do you want this? Are you okay? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine, really. No, so, oh, sorry. I, my peripheral vision's not what it used to be. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, I didn't give you a heads up. No, it's, that's on me. No, you, you did start speaking, young man. I'm sorry. I just couldn't see where you were coming from. I'm so sorry. No, no, not a problem at all. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, young lad. Thank you. She yeah, takes back the detail um, from you, Jonah. I give it, give it to her. Did oh, jo- Jonah, hilarious. I mean, you could have used one of your portents on that if you wanted to, like, shout out, look out! <laughs> <laughs> Not that it would have helped. Wouldn't have helped. <laughs> I think you're wrong. What was your, four would have been a better score. What was your portent? Your portent was a three and a four, three, wasn't it? Let me have a quick Yeah, three and a four. four. Sorry. Yeah, three and a four. <laughs> wouldn't have helped. Um, oh, so, well... Can I can I interest you in a pie or two? Ho- hopefully the the oven will be finished soon. Maybe another hour or two. We'll have them ready for you. Yes, I would love that. I want uh, all of them. The uh, downstairs errors or um, anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Interesting I, down there. It's not very hygienic to let you lock down into the place where we actually prepare the food. And, and on top of that, we have to keep some of the secrets of our craft to ourselves. We got, I mean, I, as I said before, we can't have other people copying our dream pastry business model, can we? Yeah, absolutely right. It'll just be you and me that goes down and has a look. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you little tiger. I think I have a sweetie here for you. And she starts looking through her like pockets of her apron and pulls out this uh, this sort of very caramel-covered toffee 
that she unwraps and hands to you. There you go. You know what, though? It, like, as any old person, it has to have been sta- in that pocket for, like, two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you put it in your mouth, this thing is, like, it, it's it's as hard as stone. But it's it's sweet. It tastes like caramel. So if it's good, Tithla probably then just would instinctively not like it. Just Okay from her palate but if it's bad then she may like it it's i mean it's it's very stale i mean it's still sweet but like <laughs> it's 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 genuinely like sucking on a, a slightly sweet rock is the best way to describe this experience <laughs> the, the, like, she'll suck on it she'll go ah, ah probably as you like, go to chew um, it you feel one of your teeth slightly give and you know that your tooth is going to break before this thing does yeah, she then goes to talk and it's like, ah, that's, and with it sort of on her tongue, ah, that, thank, thank you, and takes it um, out. Are you, are you, are you sort of used to carrying around lollies and other things just in your pockets at all times? Oh, I, I sometimes partake of a, of a Werther's original. Other brands are available. Uh, sometimes I, sometimes I partake of a, no, sometimes I partake of a, of a caramel or a, or a butterscotch. When you're my age, young young lad, you don't give many shits about uh, about stuff like that. If I want a fucking sweet, I'm going to have one. <laughs> if I want a gosh darn sweet, sorry, she probably wouldn't swear. If I want a gosh darn sweet, I'm going to have one. Wouldn't these uh, ruin your teeth? These look hard as uh, these look hard as nails. Sophie, you can't ask that. She's oh, old. That... Okay, she probably doesn't even have any teeth left. Uh, as she opens her mouth and grins, she has her full teeth, or at least oh. a very good set of dentures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's just so we're all so suspicious, but Owen just sort of keeps... Yeah, she keeps, keeps checking out. She keeps checking out. I She's like subverting expectations. It's, it's my favorite um, thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I want well, to murder this old woman, but I can't because it's not right. <laughs> Give me a reason. <laughs> even a bad one will do. Are you more sus? <laughs> even, when, even when you threw, yeah, even when you threw like the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> that could have gone could have gone very differently if she got a nat twenty. You would have just flat out murdered her. <laughs> it was just, even it was just an actual nat twenty. <laughs> I said, like, I mean, we've seen well, the ovens, we've seen the dining room. Should we um buy some pies and? Well, they're not like going to be ready for lessons? another hour. I'm sorry, the pies won't be ready for that. a while. Sorry, we've only just put them on. That's why I was opening the doors to let well, the fresh maybe air we in. Can, maybe we can just stay here and relax in the eatery. The eatery. <laughs> yes, that's. Well, I mean, we'd have to stay overnight, <laughs> and we cannot possibly risk another night on the open road on. Well, it's only, it's only an hour, Bo, right? Like, how far, love, is it going to take for us to get to uh, town from here? Uh, well, if you if you take the main road, probably about four or five hours at a brisk pace. And you guys have been walking for about now? you guys have been traveling for about two or three. Oh, so we we would actually have a fair bit of time up there. So this is almost it's like a maybe bit. like it's like eleven a.m. Maybe nearing lunch. Yeah, given you guys took a while to pack up and leave camp because Tithler was sort of like trying to Shopping hang around and keep keeping it An going hour and for forty minutes. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah, I think I think Damon did say he was coming back this morning. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. No, I was joking, <laughs> Tithler. He's not there. He said oh. he would be dozen Valaco. 
He said maybe Velaki. He didn't say oh. that either. I apologize. He, he said he'll see you soon. <laughs> Just what? flat out lying. Luca, I, I'm very confused. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I've I've gone through a loss recently. Um, so I'm still, <laughs> a I'm loss. still grieving. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I have been pretty upfront. You just keep taking it a different way. I'm sorry that I'm a trusting person. I'm sorry. You probably wouldn't even have my person. I'm a goblin. Rah! <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't mean that. He's just, you know, trying to give some of the hard love. Or maybe you can interpret, you know, these messages if they're direct. They could I'm be... Sorry, Jonor, are you telling me that I'm interpreting it this way? Um, I'm saying that you need to consider lots of Is this after you tried to buy me? <laughs> well, I'm trying to, you know, you gotta, don't bite the hand that, uh, that feeds you. I'm trying to give you some yeah, good look, knowledge right here. It isn't good to buy kids and then I look at the hag. Excuse me? <laughs> who do you look at? <laughs> who do you look at? I have a quick... How dare you call me a hag? Who do you look at? I have a quick cursory glance just to, like, throw it, throw it out there. I, I mean, you guys have been talking about random stuff. You can see that um, you can see that Effie's kind of like absentmindedly unwrapping another butterscotch and looking at it and like picking lint off it. Okay. She's not really paying attention to you guys. I mean, you, you, right. you've started talking quite quickly. You're not talking to her. Your voices aren't loud enough for her. She's kind of switched off a bit. She's just like picking lint off this toffee. Okay. Alright, do we want to go or do we want to stay here for you're, some pies? You're welcome back whenever you want. Remember, we're just a sh- short, short trip, half a day's journey from Velaki. I think we should probably get on the road to Velaki and then if we want to come back from pies later, we can come back from pies later. Um, look, I want to, I want pies now. That's look, my I, I want look, pies. I think you've had enough pies. And, and hey, wait, didn't you have my slice as well? You're becoming something of a pie addict and look, you'll fall asleep. Oh, they are very Moorish. I, I will ask, the, uh, <laughs> hey, um, these pies obviously, look, let's not beat around the bush. They have magic imbued in them. Yes. Do, do people tend to... Uh... I think we're upfront about that. She <laughs> also said that. Like, <laughs> magic dream pie. <laughs> I just, I just, um, do, do, do people tend to get quite addicted to these pies? I hear that more on the hush so so uh, uh, doesn't hear that. Uh, uh, oh, you do? Okay, she, she like, she, like, leans in and goes... Well, I mean, they are very Moorish. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, cool. I think our friend has a bit of a problem. Well, I, I tell you what, a young man with the, with the lovely scar across his neck, oh, eh? I think if you're happy to wait up here for a moment, we might have a pie downstairs. Let me go and have a look. I'll see if Bella can rustle you up a pie. Would that be Okay. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be good. Wonderful. I'll be right back. She heads over, pulls back the curtain, revealing a large uh, wooden door with cast iron banding and a large lock. She reaches into one of the pockets, pulls out a massive key, turns it in the lock. The door opens. She closes the door behind her. You hear a shunk as a shutter drops down, and then she disappears below. Um, I'm walking straight to that door. Okay, you walk to the door. What falls down as well? You hear a thunk from behind. As, a, as, as a, from probably a cross beam being put down behind the door or the lock re-engaging. You're not sure which. That's a lot of security for just something like where they make the pies. Feels like you're really that's, fishing for an excuse to uh, the downstairs. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I just want pies. 
he just really wants pies. Give the second... quick, come here, love. Quick, get, get over here. Look at this. Uh, you, as you turn, you see Tithler is standing in the open off oven saying, Look, you can fit a whole person in this one. <laughs> Are you in the well, oven, I mean, Tithler? You're only about half. Tithler, like can, the, you, please, can you please roll me a... Probably it's going to be a perception or investigation check. Fuck. Uh, oh my and God. also, can you roll a new character? <laughs> I'm going to do um, a perception. The oven Ooh, suddenly breathes nice in and you are sucked strange. into the oven as the door slams shut the fire lights underneath and soon the smell of delicious cooked meat fills the kitchen. As t- no, 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 none of that happens. Um, 20, Tithler. <laughs> The oven smells that good. That was too real, Owen. That was too real. The oven smells good. You can tell that even though it, it hasn't been lit probably for a little bit, like it must have been used fairly recently because it smells delicious. You can see that a lot of the wood down the bottom and the charcoal is still a little bit warm. Um, and, yeah, as, as you lean into the oven, uh, Tithi, you can still see that there's a, there's a couple of... Um, of pie tins, empty pie tins at the very back which have been stacked up. Probably they'll be removed and new pie tins placed in when the pies are ready to cook. Um, the door handle itself, uh, as you'd expect, is a, is a simple handle with a latch that can only be opened from the outside of the oven. Uh, the, the legs that it stands on, these sort of four clawed feet made out of this iron, this very dark banded iron, probably because it's covered in a layer of charcoal from many, many years of use. Um, hold the oven slightly off the ground and you can see there's a few air vents underneath and to the side to pull in air as the fire burns to keep that heat nice and consistent. And you can also see at the very top the chimney that leads up and uh, worms its way through the masonry outside the mill. Um, You can see there is decades of black soot scoring the top of the chimney. And that's what you see with a 20 perception. This is a a great oven, very solid. (laughs) Everyone, come and have a look. This is quality material here. Yeah, look, Tiffler, I'll come over and look in a minute. Just get over here, would you? Oh, okay, sorry. We can, look at, we can look at the oven in a minute. Hey, um, hey Luther, um, I have a bit of an idea. And what I'm going to, what I want to do is to get what she's thinking. And I point over to, you know, the direction that she went. Can you, I want to, can you ask her about this? If the wildlife is weird around here? I just want to see if I can channel into what she's thinking at that exact moment. I'm going to cast a spell to try to okay. figure out what she's thinking. No problem. Uh, I'll ask um I'll say, hey, have you have you guys noticed that the wildlife is quite weird around this part? I'll say something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we be a bit more probing? Because I want her to think, if she's thinking if something something's off in this place, can we say something more direct and I can get a, a clear... All right, clear so what, do to, what do you want me to say then? Um, something about the creatures being a bit more human than they should be. The birds okay. acting a bit more human-like. Okay, I'll say something uh, along those lines. Now, I, the, while she's down there, does everyone a bit off-put by the fact that they have such a intricate locking mechanism and system for just like protecting the paths? Yeah, that's what I've called Tiffler over for. I want to look, love, look at this. What the fuck? Can you get in here? Um, uh, this. Sorry, I, I can help out as well with that. This looks to be locked. Yeah, it's locked. <laughs> it's like, I'm I've, sorry. I get my thieves' tools out and stuff like that. And what, well, Lufa, where the fuck you get those from? I've, I've had these for ages. You know me. Like, he's actually like I got a plus six in sleight of hand, so like I'm adept at like getting into locks. Grenat, this door's locked. That means that they don't want people to go in. 
Yeah. Where have you ever listened to that? Well, all the time. Around. She's she's gone want... down the stairs. Close the door behind her. Through I will door. say this though. I will say this though, Grinner. Um, even if I could um, um, pick this lock, like they put, they, it sounded like they put down a, a wooden beam or something behind it. So, yeah, well, all right, get your sword in the crack, lift it. No, I, I, I want pies, and if she's got one down, then there's got to be more. <laughs> Wait a sec. Are you suspicious at all? Are you, you, you just really want this part? Well, I mean, look, she's not given me a good vibe, but she's not given me any reason to not trust her. And I, I want the fucking pies. But more importantly, she's, pies, not, she's, not, she's not giving me a fucking pie. <laughs> Grinner, I think it might be best if you ease up on the pie. Like... I think it's best if you just ease the fuck off, goat. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Wait, wait a second. You have um, fallen asleep on two watches now, only one of which was pie related, so I'm thinking perhaps the pies is not a good mix for you. I'll, I'll eat well. your pants while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't have time to answer that. We're on a, we're on a deadline Wait, hold here. On. I need to get Grinner, in. she's yeah. bringing up a pie, isn't she? She's bringing me up one pie, but there's more depth. That's where they cook them. No, it's not where they cook them. It's where they make them. I would have put them. They cook them here. <laughs> Wait, in the room that they cook them. Yeah, I love look. how I haven't even told I haven't even told Raph yet that the, the cravings have kicked in. This is all him because the cravings <laughs> haven't kicked in yet. <laughs> He's craving the pie. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> now, given given that so much of the roleplay is kind of dependent on this, the cravings have begun to kick in. Um, you are beginning to feel the mm, a bit of the munchies for the pie. I'm call him. Have they done that for me too, or? Uh, no, because Grinner Grinner's still recovering from the fact that he's had two of them, and one of them was at like lunchtime the previous day. We're now at lunchtime. Excuse me, lunchtime the following day. So it's been about twenty four hours. So you've still got and you've got a little bit of time left. Is it a deeper craving than from just the first pie? Well, I was going to save this roll for a little bit later, but I guess we're okay. doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the DM. <laughs> I would love it if you could please roll me uh, on my addiction table. Uh, I mean, on my Moorish delicious pie table. Uh, <laughs> if you could please roll me a yeah, my delicious, <laughs> my succulent Chinese meal table. If you could please roll me <laughs> a Constitution saving Not funny. democracy points. manifest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, con save. All right. Constitution saving throw, please. 15. And you've had two serves, correct? Correct. Uh, that oh, is a pass. Um, Grinner, mm. it's not It's not a craving. It's more a, a, a very light curiosity and desire to have some more of the pies. Like you, you're probably thinking at this point, like, oh, we've been walking for a while. I'm feeling a bit peckish. Oh, oh. I did really enjoy that pie for lunch yesterday. And, and you know it filled you with, with vim and vigor. So probably that's more the state you're at. Less so like, yeah. ha, ha, I need the pie. It's more, oh, I could, I could do with one of those pie. I could have another slice. Imagine trying one of those fresh. Oh, It's not oh. an addiction. You can quit any time you like. Exactly. <laughs> We're at that stage. It's at that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like me smoking, I can quit wherever I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll... I'll Pass back over to you guys. I, I want in because that tastes pretty good, and I would like some more of them, but not too much more, just a little bit more pie. I 
didn't think you're in the business of robbing old ladies? Well, it's not robbing if we pay for it. It is it's... if you break into a secret room, steal the pies, and then leave? It, well, if we steal them and pay for it. That's an odd way of doing business. Yeah, well, she's an odd sort of lady. Just want to jump in well, with a comment from chat, which I'm very much enjoying um, from oh, Brin Brassex. Yeah. Uh, Grinner, Grinner's pie slogans. When it's from Grinner, it's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I really like that. That's good. You get like a brand sponsorship going on here. You could be like a, an influencer for the uh, <laughs> the dream pastries. Barovian influencer. Barovian influencer. All I have to do is wear a hat, which is a pie on a spring. Yeah. <laughs> I suck your soul and your blood. <laughs> I can cast Thunderwave if you'd like me to blow the door down. Well, I don't think we need to get that brutal about it. Like, she's going to come back can, up with We can pie. storm in, kill the lady, take her pies. Well, also, she's going to bring pie back in That's like what I mean, five like, minutes. Yeah. Why, why are you so... Why are you so... She's coming back with a pie. Like, is well, she's coming one? back with one. It's just... She's, you guys hear the sound of a from the door as the latch clicks and the door swings open and you can see um, moving back out is Effie holding a few slices of pie on a plate. They are Everybody very, cool. very gently steaming and as she closes the door behind her and pulls it shut, you hear this as the lock clicks back and then she goes, you know what? You are very lucky. Turns out that Bella, who's downstairs making some more pies right now, had set aside three slices for her and I to have for lunch today but because we've got this lot coming out of the oven soon I, I've had a chat to her and she's willing to give you her slice of pie and we'll have one of the ones that comes out of the oven later that's very lovely of you I, she, I love it she if... was willing she was willing to make that sacrifice for the customer I, I would love it if I could pay for this slice, and I would love it if you would join us in eating one of these slices also. <gasps> oh, I I would love to have... It's, it's almost my lunchtime. I would love to have a slice of pie. There's only are three, we... though. You, you lot are going to miss out. Some of you won't have any. No, it is okay. I do not want any of the pie. Um, but I would like to meet your sister, Bella. Oh, she she's quite busy. I, I could go down and see if she wants to to come up but uh, she, we're, we're a bit behind schedule at the moment and yeah look it would be a bit rude if she didn't at this stage I mean we're meeting the whole family here <laughs> I mean well, let's look, be honest come, come take a seat round the table I'll put the pie out if you can I'll put mine aside on a little plate and I'll I'll see if she's free to come up yeah alright Great. Well, uh, please come take a seat in the, in the cafe section. In the eatery. And, um, <laughs> well, um... It's happened again. What? <laughs> what happened? Oh, the acoustics, when I say... The eatery. It's it's so weird. I don't ah. understand why that happened. No, no, obviously none of that happens. Uh, it's just, it's too good as a running joke right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, off we go. There's pie. Um, Grinner, she sits you down hands you a napkin and a fork and a knife puts them in front of you shuffles back over to the kitchen gets some plates wanders back puts down three plates on the middle of the table and then the plate with the three slices of pie shuffles back over to the door gets out the large key in the lock opens it up and closes the door behind her and heads back downstairs uh do you Um, start eating the pie or do you wait oh sorry tom you go tom um, so has, we're in the cafe area away from the main just, oven. And it's like two, three meters away from the oven. It's not very far. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, not that's enough time to... to... Not enough time to... Mm, do I identify? Nah, it's too close. Uh, what would you like anything. to do identify on? Um, the pie. The slice of pie. I'm oh, it's in the middle of the table. The slice of pie is in the middle of the table. You could you could take 10 minutes to do an identify on the slice of pie. Um, I was Did you already do this? Slot. I'm just going to see the same one. I was just going to use a spell slot first level to identify it. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Um, Jonah, as soon as as soon as um, as soon as Ellie disappears uh, down the stairs, you immediately like cast this spell over the pie. Um, it's exactly the same as the other pie. You know that the eater of this, whoever whoever, whoever consumes this pie, will gain uh, temporary hit points, one d eight temporary hit points, for twenty four hours. Sure. Um, yeah. The uh, effect will wear off after twenty four hours. At which point, the uh, the eater of the pie will find themselves. Um, Hungry for another, as they are very Moorish. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Find out next episode. On, no. Find out this episode. That's <laughs> Find out in five minutes as Grinna eats the party's faces trying to get more pie. Now, um, I've just realized that Luke it's is pie face. Really being... <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, that's fine. Uh, I've noticed that Luke has never, never actually been around the pies. Yeah. Like, really, realistically, I haven't really been around them much. Oh, Luther, they now, smell what? good. Except for the one that was sitting out and placed out next to for you whole for time multiple you hours. Yeah. I did that see that, cool. like, but after, like, I had went, came back, and it was sitting there for, like, half an hour to an hour. It probably lost its allure. You want to squeeze some stoat ketchup on it? it? Sorry, squeeze <laughs> some what? Some stoat ketchup? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> now... This is probably very. <laughs> this is probably very far fetched, but being a dampier, yes, um, I probably sampled a lot of. What? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? God, I know, right? But, um, Guys, we're traveling probably... with a vampire. No, yeah. no, a dampier. Difference. Okay. Um, You've upset my dog now. Like, seriously? I... <laughs> yeah, don't care. It's just far fetched, though. But would I? Because I've sampled blood and other you know like meats and stuff would i sort of could i potentially try a little bit of meat and would, would i be able to pinpoint potentially some form of origin it's pretty far-fetched but um just throw it as you as you look at the meat in the pie it looks like a very very rich thick cut of meat the gravy around it is this very rich very almost like golden brown color you can see there's a number of herbs probably some pepper sprinkled on the top of the flaky golden pastry you sort of pick up one of the forks reach forward stab a particularly chunky looking piece of meat with a little rim of fat around the edge put it in your mouth and have a bit of a have a bit of a chew oh it, it tastes it's so heavily spiced it tastes delicious could you please make me mm-hmm. but you what kind of check would it be to determine what kind I will of- say though Mm-hmm. As well, quickly. Even though it tastes awesome, I probably am a bit off with the pastry, so I probably will. I'm assuming you've dodged the like pastry and tasting. just pulled out a bit of meat. Okay, yeah, assuming, okay, yeah. we'll do that. Cool. I figured. Um, All right. Yeah. What would be the best? What would be the best stat to have you roll to determine the flavor? I'm going to say probably. Survival? I'd argue that you could do survival or investigation check. I'd say one of those two fits really nicely. Your choice. Um, they're both the same, so I think I'm definitely more investigating, so... Damn, I really have not rolled well tonight. Six. 
as you as you chew the meat, it's very yeah. succulent, very good meat. I mean, as you're as you're eating this, you, you, I mean, Luther, you 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 think this particular piece must have come off something a bit bigger than a rabbit, um, not that much bigger, but bigger than a rabbit. And as you as you enjoy the flavor and, and savor the the taste, it's hard to identify exactly what type of meat it is. It's it's got a bit of a slight gamey kind of taste to it, but the spices and the and the delicate balance. The delicate little balance oh, so of the gravy really does a good job of. In? What was that? Sorry. Because you said it's quite gamey. It's quite gamey. You're pretty in. confident that this piece you've just eaten probably wasn't from a cow. Okay, because that's all they've really mentioned was cattle. Well, no, they she she said rabbit. she said she said very occasionally they'll they'll have beef, but most of the time they use game caught from the forest. Okay. Or boys from Valaki. She didn't we say don't that. Know that yet. <laughs> no, 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 they just help with the harvest. They're they help with different. the harvest. Oh, Even though you said we will send boys for the harvest. Yeah. And she was very keen on that idea. Boys uh, to harvest. No, three slash four boys for harvest. That's the message. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will oh, say quickly hell. to everyone. I will say to everyone is like, so quite um, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of flavors going on there. Um, yeah, definitely uh, not cattle, but. Um, Probably, I think this meat might be a little bit too big for a rabbit, so that's quite interesting. I mean, Maybe there's some smaller chunks what... in there. It's just this particular chunk. I sort of figured Luther would right. get a big bit to try and like sample it and get a good yeah. kind of flavor profile. This particular bit, you think, is unlikely to have come from a rabbit. But the, I mean, there's yeah. other smaller chunks that easily could have. Yep, cool. It's just I, yeah, so just going for going for some uh. flavor text. As as you're sort of chewing and enjoying it, Grinner, are you eating this pie? Or are you waiting for waiting for us uh, for Effie? I am waiting, but it's I'm also because it, you know it's not it's not coming on too strong at this stage. Yeah. Um, Grin is thinking very hard about just locking the door that she just went down behind her from the outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> wrapping her in the basement. Why is Grinner thinking of doing? What's the lotion yeah, on the pie? Or else gets why is why is Grinner thinking of doing? Well, okay, so Raf's thinking it. Grinner's okay. Not. What's Grinner thinking of doing? I know, I know, I know. All of you are itching to fucking fireball these old this old woman, but your character is so murderable. <laughs> just so murderable. That's As... why I think that's why we haven't. Nothing's really transpired yet because we're all sticking to like the what my. I'm really of proud of you for playing as your character. Look, look at us go. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. That's what so this is well. all about. Come as on, you guys I are hop in an oven. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> 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 so true. That's what Tithel would do, though. Yeah. yeah. As as all of you are sort of sitting around, Jonah just finishes casting the spell. Um, you hear the door open again, and um, you see uh, you see Effie step out, and from behind her is a younger woman, probably in her mid to late twenties. But she is stunningly beautiful, long, dark hair, um, tied back in this very beautiful, intricate braid with these two loops coming down with feathers tied into them. You can see that she has the very high cheekbones that uh, that Morgan and her sister, her sister Effie have, but she is stunning to look at. Very, very dark, almost stormy eyes, dressed in um, a very simple tunic tied back with a large apron around. You can see the apron has a few sort of like red stains on it. Um, and you can see there is a, a sheath attached to the apron with a knife locked in in leather. Um, and as she sort of comes up the stairs and dusts a bit of flour off, she gives you all a very a large, broad smile showing off these these white, pearly teeth. She smiles and goes, Oh, it's so lovely to see you're all enjoying my cooking. I, I'm Bella, by the way. 
Hi. Lovely to meet you, Bella. This is truly an extraordinary pie. Oh, thank yeah. you. Family recipe. Uh, I'm just the latest in a long line of geniuses. To uh, I'm just the lucky one who got to benefit from the genius of my sisters and and, and our mum. You, you lot is assist sisters. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Remember, there's Morgan and there's Effie and there's Belle. They're all the three yeah. sisters. Even no, though no. these ones are just the silent partners, according to Morgan. Wait, so what's the uh, age gap between you guys, if you don't mind me asking that? Oh, you cheeky little rascal. You know, rascal will no. her age. No, shame I, I on you. Effie, you were 25, and Bella, you were 19, perhaps? Oh, sh dropping you. Oh, you little cheeky charmer. Cheeky little goat. At this point, <laughs> when the question... Would <laughs> 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 journal... Would Jono know much about witches or hags? Ah, oh, Jono, why are you thinking about them? Do you want to roll me a? Uh, do you want to roll me an Arcana check? Do you want to roll me an Arcana <laughs> check, Jono? I mean, she also said the word I'm witch to... eighteen times. She did. Start. She did say witch earlier. Twenty-one, Jono. Um, you know that there are a number of spellcasters, not all of whom use the title witch. Um, witch isn't a gendered term. Witch and wizard are kind of two separate things. Wizards are those who study the arcane. Witches are those who study the natural magics. They tend to be much more studying the, the natural magics of the world. Um, you know that some, some spellcasters, witches, wizards, sorcerers, and warlocks when they are proficient enough in their craft or powerful enough in their craft can sometimes slow or even halt the aging process completely um you know that there are some spells that help to slow the aging process there are actually potions that can be brewed which will which will youthen someone there are potions of youth which can be used you also know there are a number of races which live for a very very long time elves for example now none of these women have the telltale pointed ears of the elves they look like them. They look like they're human, but you know that there are a number of, of races that are very, very long-lived that are very humanoid in appearance. It might just be that these three are half elves or quarter elves, and they're very, very long-lived. On the other hand, you have also heard tell of monstrous creatures. Probably in your studies of good and evil, you've probably studied creatures, spellcasters of a different type spellcasters known as hags <laughs> Jacob's face <laughs> for podcast listeners Jacob's giving the most surprised face I've ever seen on a human being ever um, didn't yeah, say plot twist. Um, yeah there, there are there are some some monstrous spellcasters known as hags there are a number of different types almost always these are malevolent creatures that feast on flesh human animal other types they delight in creating misery, in making bargains with mortals, and they wield very powerful magic, very powerful magic. And sometimes people will seek them out for their help, desperate people, and their blessings are almost always a curse in the end. These are very malevolent creatures on the whole. Um... Probably that's the main groups of spellcasters that you know of. And you, and you know, the reason that sort of comes to mind is as you're thinking through like witches, wizards, you, you sort of pops into your mind like, oh, I mean, there's other long-lived spellcasters, like hags, for example. Yeah, there's lots of, there's lots of, um, lots of spellcasters that can be very, very long-lived. So the cursed gifts um, that 
does seem like pies. There's the long-running family, <laughs> the history. There's all the ritual, the like items that are warding the house. All those things start to raise suspicion along with the bird. Um, so when the idea of them thinking about what the age is is like, I'm actually kind of curious what their age is. And I'm going to put my hand up to my head and like cast detect magic. And as I'm doing that, I'm touching my head to try to then like point at them and then try to figure out what um, what her hey. thoughts are. <laughs> um, uh, are you so, casting this as a ritual or as a spell? No, slot? I'm. I'm using this it's a spell really slow one. Yeah, a, te- a ten yeah. minute where he has to say incantations <laughs> and like sign things in the air. And... Jonor, could you first say... off first off make me a stealth check to see how stealthy well, you are at casting the spell? Actually, yeah, that's what I was about to say because Jonor started talking and it reminded Luther to ask a question. So I imagine natural one. Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, will... I say it louder than. Oh, body, body, I think you're a hag magic. (laughs) (laughs) Magical insight check. Uh, Do we have to take him places? (laughs) So that's what happens. Okay, so as as Jonah starts talking and asking some questions, that's when it it doesn't even ask questions. Jonah just immediately starts speaking in like this arcane language, and he watches his hands begin signing these arcane. Runes in the air, just really obviously, just flat out. Like he waits until they are like they've made eye contact with him, and then without blinking, he starts going like, "I've <laughs> starts casting the spell, unblinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do it to um, Effie. So okay. when she says at the point when she says what her age is, uh, when she starts thinking about it, that's when I'm going to start doing it because that's what I wanted to know. That's right. He actually hadn't said anything, had he? Okay. Um, no, he hadn't said anything. He was asking me questions. Uh, okay, Luther, no, you just—you've got like six seconds as Jonah starts doing <laughs> no, this. No, look, Great. honestly, like, honestly, though, like, I thought Jonah was talking, so that's when I would have then piped up with a question. But if I'm—if I've asked a question and I'm waiting yeah. for their answer, and Jonah just starts doing that, like, I don't think I have—I don't think—I don't think I can. Oh, are you casting detect thoughts? I thought you were casting detect, detect magic. Thoughts. Oh, uh, detect, detect thoughts is so much spicier. All right, I'll roll a, uh, a wisdom yeah, no. save. There's, there's nothing. Oh wait. Oh, okay. Oh, you still did. Sorry, I thought I said my mistake. No, no, no. You're good. Jonor, can you please can you check the spell details? I just want to know what happens when, like, does a creature know that you've cast it? Oh, display display VTT. Oh, display VTT. Yeah. My mistake. No, 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 all good, all good, all good. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. When you cast a spell, you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see. If the creature has an intelligence of three or lower... Nope, so she's done. I initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature. So when asked the question, how old are you? It should be a surface thought of either, I'm not going to tell you I'm really old, or what's my age, and then lie about it. Yeah. Um, Can I add something? Or, oh yeah, late 20s. Yeah. Oh, wait. The wisdom I save is only this. if he probes deeper. Yep. 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 Okay. <laughs> I have a for okay. A solid probing. Okay. okay. So, what happens yeah. though, and then like, as in like, because he obviously did the spell. How do they react to that? Um, as as you're casting this spell, you watch as both women kind of like turn towards you, a bit surprised and looking a bit kind of confused. 
And then Jonah, as you as you ask, like having cast a spell, you look at her again, unblinking, and go like, "How old are you?" <laughs> I'm just um, about that time you walked away from me. Jonah, <laughs> <laughs> you hear you hear the surface thoughts, and you hear in your mind the surface thoughts. Nice try, dearie. Nice try. And that is where we're ending for tonight's session. Oh, oh no. Oh, snap. We are going to be jumping back in next session to see how that resolves. <laughs> Thank you so much. Some elderly people. Thank yeah. Or be murdered by. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, uh, just a little heads up. I know you guys are super empowered from your brand new uh, level four. Um, just keep in mind that the lowest CR rating of a hag, I believe, is a CR two, and there are potentially yeah, there are potentially two of them in this room with you. Yeah, it's funny what, what CR a pie hag usually is. A pie what? hag. Why is someone talking about hags? These aren't. It's, hags. I don't know why I'm talking about. I'm just just spitballing here. Um, well, look, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We will see you all again not next week. No sessions at all next week. I'm away for a conference in Malaysia, so there are no sessions at all next week. But the week after, we will be returning on, most likely, on Monday the 27th. So, until then, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all there. Now, Avatar Legends is mostly likely happening tomorrow night. I'm just waiting to hear back from the last few people. But the very last epilogue episode of Tyranny of Dragons is happening on Wednesday. The epilogue episode, the campaign concluded last wednesday it is now the epilogue episode where we go through oh, wow. the fallout that is it 104 or five episodes total i believe let me have a quick look 105 yeah 105 episodes total so everybody Can I use my channel points on that episode to summon a creature uh, on the <laughs> epilogue uh you can certainly try and i will simply save it for the next one <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much. I'll just, I'm just going to bring it into Curse of Stride. You've got to deal with it. No, I'm not saying that. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, no, you're fine. Spend your channel <laughs> points. Um, stay safe, everybody. Stay well. And we will see you all again in the near future. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.